0: De De Colores Radio. De 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 Colores Radio.
1: Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 71.
2: 71? I think so. I thought it was 70. No, it's 70.
1: Why? Why are you stressing me out so early? This is our final episode of the year. Actually, of the decade. Hey.
2: Wow. That's a big deal. Is it? Yeah, because times are changing. Alignments are shifting.
1: You don't even know what you're saying right now.
2: It's truth.
1: Okay. I agree, but I know you don't mean it. (laughs) That's the difference. Anyways, this is our end of the year wrap-up es- episode. Woo! Don't do it. Which boat
0: is
2: it? I hate you!
1: <laughs> Anyways, how is everyone doing? Chilling, chilling. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin. And with me is my favorite little co-host. Hi. Raphael. Retweet. Tamayo. I almost called you by your middle name. That's not really your middle name. Did yeah. Could you tell?
2: I was like, what? no.
1: I was what? about to do that. That's weird. It's because I felt her presence. Anyways, um, how are you, Rafa? Doing pretty good. That's good. Are you actually pretty good? I am. Okay, cool. You're like, chill. You seem in better spirits.
2: I am today. That's good. I realized that it's not all about me.
1: What's not all about you? My life. (gasps) Tell us more. This sounds deep.
2: It's just not all about me.
1: Okay. I'll talk (laughs) to you later. Um, Anyways. um, Eva. mm
2: -hmm. How are you doing?
1: No. That is not correct.
2: No? No. (laughs) Nope. Oh, I went. I went. This script literally
1: says Rafa does not ask Eva, and he never will ever. That is so rude. I'm doing great. My face can't stop smiling because I've had two cups of wine already. Yeah, well, um, wine and
2: cherry Coke.
1: Delicious combo. Never knew. Decided today. Yeah. And here we are. Boom. And I have yet to stop smiling.
2: (laughs) Yeah, she's lit, y'all. She's like hella lit.
1: I'm really not that bad. But here we are recording our last episode of the decade and year. And so we have decided we're going to wrap up both of those things for you. But before we can do that, Rafael. Yes. I need you to tell me what's really going on with you.
2: Okay.
1: I feel like I don't know what's going on with you. I need some popcorn. Hold on.
2: I really do want some popcorn now. (laughs) No, you're going to be fucking crunching all loud. Sorry. No, I'm okay. I'm sorry. We are Dallas Observer
1: Music Award winning best podcast. Chewing on the mic. No, get away from the mic. We don't chew on the mic. We're professionals. Cochinos. Sorry. Anyways, Rafa, I need to know what's really going on in your life. I want to know what you're going through. What's your internal temperature? I want to give our listeners... An insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings the best way we know how. Me. It's time for me mood. Go, Rappy. So
2: since it's the end of the year, can I do two?
1: You can do as many as you'd like, Pat. Did you say Pat?
2: Yeah, she's trying to be funny
1: yeah Pat missed the joke. It's okay
2: <clears throat> so I have one that y'all can look at, and it's a vampire uh-huh kind of shunning the sun, so mm-hmm. it says a vampire you Black know running away from sun
1: sunlight. won't you ca- okay, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: then the second one is Superman, and he's like fighting, trying to get away from kryptonite, and then the last one is a Trump supporter, <laughs> and he's fighting and trying to get away from evidence
1: that's funny he has a little maga hat on
2: yeah and so after my second one is after the cowboys win i feel like
1: he's a mexican cowboy yeah
2: mexican cowboy vaquero I mean the cowboys still have a chance and we do because it's he our said,
1: year you mean the cowboys still,
2: still have a chance. a chance yeah right. you gotta be very specific. Sorry, well yeah there's a huge difference there is a huge difference but yes they still have yeah that's me
1: So, both the Cowboys and the Mavericks won. So, Dallas is lit right now. Right. Maybe by next time we record, who knows what will have happened. We're going to the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, this is our year, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's never too late.
1: You can't find men consistent at much in Dallas, but they will consistently deal with the fucking Cowboys. Anyways, thanks for sharing your me moods. Mine, I shared on Twitter.com. And it's an iconic dog dancing to reggaeton. And it's super cute. And he's chunky. And he's dancing. And I like him. His name's Bailey, but my name's not Bailey. My name's Eva.
2: Oh, he's dancing, dancing.
3: He's <laughs> so cute. Did you see the little v- animated video? Can that y'all see it? We have our Instagram live. That somebody drew it. Somebody drew an animated
1: video no. of it dancing.
0: It's Can really y'all cute. see it?
1: Instagram live. Shout out to our Instagram live. Viewers who um, always are interested in knowing what's going on with us in the visual side of things. And with that said, I believe those are our meme moods for the week. Last episode, we brought in we brought in some friends to say hello. Um, you first heard Jessica's interview from our event in the Coco and then you heard Shanice and German join us for a little bit in a discussion on Queen and Slim and some other juice topics. Uh-huh. And then we had Yadi Guevara from Houston, Texas. Um, Yady Bird. Yady Bird. <laughs> tell us a little bit about her journey um, in this lovely life. So it's been really dope to have so many amazing people join us. And we have a lot of exciting things planned for next year. But for today... We brought it back home, and we figured we would do our end-of-the-year wrap-ups. So we've obviously had some beautiful, scary, fun stuff happening, and thus we figured it was time to circle around the chimney, one last time for the decade. It's going to be a special edition of The Juice. Are we a
3: Charles Dickens movie, or what?
1: (laughs) Don't question it, just enjoy it. This will be jam-packed with this year's recaps, and we will go through some of the decade (laughs) lists.
2: Bro, we need more wine forever.
1: There's a lot to talk about. It's time to go. So instead of the juiced, since we're... Juiced. Can you stop (laughs) interrupting me? It's very rude. Learn some manners. Instead of the juice. We've aged and this is called the wine. <laughs> it's time for the wine. Are oh y'all ready gosh. to go? Cheers. go? Cheers. It's time for the wine, bitches. Cheers. <laughs> wine, bitches. Wine and Coke, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wine I hope, and Coke. I hope y'all still pay me for gigs even though I curse like an animal. Y'all kind of still do. I keep it professional. I won't curse in public if y'all don't want me to. Sorry, I chewed ice on the mic. I'm literal Satan. All right, so for today, this is the wine. Ooh, you see what I did there? We are going to recap some of 2019, as well as the decade, the last 10 years of our life and the world, as much as we can. We obviously can't fit everything in, so we don't have any interview... Gu- Ooh, nasty. We don't have any interview guests for today, but um, I wanted to quickly cover something and I don't won't spend much time on it, but um, a dear friend of ours that we mentioned and you've seen her on many episodes, unfortunately went through a really traumatic event, um, actually about a week ago or so, and um, it was really kind of scary. And I'm more than more than anything else, I'm glad that they are safe physically, um, and that the situation did not get worse than it was. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but essentially what happened is that they were at a dog park, Shanice and her partner, Nicole, were at a dog park and at White Rock Lake. If you're here in Dallas, you know, that is the park where basically it feels like all the bad, serious ass shit happens. It's also like a bougie part of town, which makes it even funnier to me. Um, Whenever there's bodies dead, they're always found at White Rock. Like it is that lake. It is that park. Um, at least that's where my mind goes. It does not go to positive things. Um, so they were at the park and he, this man, this white man thought that their dog was trying to bite his dog. And I guess Shanice was trying to separate them. And instead he started cursing and calling them like fucking bitch, fucking bitch, like getting mad. And, um, essentially he got physical with them and, uh, she caught it on camera And so, you know, it left a bruising in her and sprained her wrist. And he was, like, really trying to harm them. Um, And the video was really triggering because all you saw was this man's evil face. And then, like, him physically hit her with his phone in hand. And so, a lot of people... It it basically went viral (laughs) within a few hours, which was really wild to see. Um, And my main concern, obviously, was my friends making sure they were okay. And so... Obviously, they're okay physically, which is good. But I think in this day and age, it's very, very scary because it's getting closer and closer, right? And we talk about these things weekly and to know that it's hit home um, is always a little bit scarier because you fear that every day, right? Um, And so because she got that video, they were actually able to press charges. So people definitely online it was interesting to see how they created their own narrative and were calling her names and like going off on her when in reality if it weren't for that video um, they wouldn't have been able to get his name and find out stuff about him and then they obviously wouldn't have been able to press charges because as they learned this man had previous incidents but nobody else had captured video Mm. so because of the video proof they were actually able to press charges and have a case against him now. Um, So this obviously was an angry white man that um, was violent, right? Um, Which is something we talk about on here often, right? And it's been interesting also even to hear her talk about like the other bystanders and how they were white people (laughs) who were just watching it happen. Um, And then whenever you've talked to white people about it, they're more concerned about the dog, right? Like he kicked your dog? Oh my God. When it's like, no, this is a human. These are human beings that he violated um so it's been it was really a weird week and I wish wish my friends healing um I did share their like their handles to donate for them to get therapy because that shit's not cheap and that's what I wanted for them is like that immediately like processing of a traumatic event um so just be careful it's been beautiful to see the company community come together around them but it's, it was a really terrible um, situation and I'm glad that they were brave enough to handle it as they did and take video to hopefully keep this man from doing it again. His, he's apparently married to a city attorney, so he's got like an upper hand to some degree. Um, not really, but like, you know, they're able to maneuver shit for people like this, which is what has kept him doing it, really on top of not even just that, but his own like bullshit and being a white man in America affords you a lot of that. So, yeah. So I'm just glad they're okay. I didn't want to ignore that because I think, I feel like our audience know who she is right now. Um, since she is a close friend of ours and it was a serious situation and it was in the newspaper and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to briefly say that and really send my, my, love in my heart to my friends because they have been so strong and kind throughout this whole situation and that is a lot to happen on a literal Monday afternoon just with your dogs at the park so um remember always to to take care of one another I I took them groceries I didn't think it was a big deal but she said it was a huge deal so just remember there's little things we can do like that that can really help people and help one another when we're going through hard times so I I just just love on each other really is what i'm trying to say cuz jesus christ shit is wild out here with that said we can continue into the wine <laughs> so we're going to talk about 2019 first cuz that's where we still are rafa would you like to start from the bottom of that list
2: um black hole image
1: i don't know anything about the black hole and that's all I got for that. But apparently it's the that, big deal.
2: I mean, you would probably, you have the right idea because I don't think, it, there's a lot of unknowns, but it was the first image of a black hole that was captured, which sound, even that sounds weird, right? Like we don't know what it is. We don't know what's out there. Every single day it feels like stuff is coming up where we're like, oh, we were completely wrong about something. There's an entire universe of universes within universes. Right. And then, like, something will happen where we pick up something and it's completely different. But this is just one step closer to us knowing stuff. And we had the first black hole image.
1: Wow.
3: And we may be going to the moon in, like, 2024 or something, too.
2: Um, we're already at oh. the moon.
3: But I'm saying, like, there's going to be another trip.
2: There's colonies on the moon right now. There's whole-ass societies mm-hmm. on the moon. I need more okay, wine.
3: Okay, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> oh, is that uh, he's doing? on
2: Europa. Was on Europa. All right. Is all the time. We He, he experiences it differently. <laughs> I am yesterday and right now and tomorrow. This wine was really good.
0: Yeah,
1: it was fucking great, bro. I don't know what you're saying <laughs> It was
2: fucking great, bro. <laughs> Stoners for life, bro.
1: I don't even smoke marijuana um all right shout out to our instagram listeners again hi um this is not in order this is all all over the place i'm gonna be honest with (laughs) y'all i wanted it to make sense but it doesn't look like it's going to i think that's very indicative of 2019 thank you we'll run with that because this is the wine darling (laughs) all right so uh we spoke a little bit about it I m p e a c h m e n t. do you You know know what that mean man (laughs) i don't really know what's gonna happen with that um even if the motherfucker gets impeached uh, white supremacy is still part of every institution so i would like him to get impeached because i don't want him to be representative of this country however whatever comes next is probably not gonna be that great either so well,
2: we're not that doesn't lead to unity
1: <laughs> agreed and i don't even mean like Le- queen latifah know, either like, neither one of them
2: to, to who
1: nothing okay that? wow you're rude um Uh, God, there was a lot of rough ass news. Twenty nineteen was twenty nineteen worse than twenty eighteen news wise?
2: It feels like we're not going forward.
3: We are not,
1: bro. It It really feels like well like
3: even like what was it, Saturday was the anniversary of the like the elementary school shooting and I was like, dang. And I didn't even see much. And that was like what, like four years ago or three years ago? Five years
1: ago. And I was just like,
3: wow, it's I, like, and we so much heavy shit. stuff has happened that it's just, like, you kind of... Now it's, like, there's so much that you can't... Like, it's almost oversaturated of things. Well, we've
1: become desensitized is what right. it's, what is happening, right? Because it's not, like, we're choosing to oversaturate these things. Well, I think in some cases, some people are. But what it really speaks to, to me, is, like, how money controls things, how whiteness controls things, and how they work to basically conduct however they want to with that right like they don't want to get rid of their guns and that's a final say and we don't want anybody else to reign besides us and that's i know that sounds extreme to a lot of people maybe i remember in high school which for me was like up till 2012 um we had to study columbine a million times like that was like the end all be all like horrific event i don't know if y'all like anybody else relates that, or even like the holocaust like there were certain levels of things that we studied as the end-all be-all like horrific events in history right and so i always found it fascinating as i got older because one as far as like shootings go obviously that don't mean shit now we've had 10 more major shootings that have been just as brutal or worse right And because they're happening so often, you can't even say that. The other day we were saying
2: the shooting and we were like, which one? Which
1: one? And so when I think of that, it's like crazy to me. And then I think of like how they made us study the Holocaust a million times. And like not once was I actually studying like the genocide of indigenous people, you know, or like never was I studying like the enslavement of like of, of black people. And so I just think that's so purposeful, right? Like they intentionally do that to us and so all these situations are just different iterations of that so like the next thing on our list was the Honduran or Central American asylum and the caravan and all that terminology and all those to me are still part of that right is is not allowing these people in that need help and that need a safe place and because they don't fit the mold they're not supposed to be allowed in and that's purposeful um and i don't even want to talk in depth about how many horrific stories we've seen how many images we've seen um how many people we've lost and are still losing and and these images of people in cages that like for whatever reason finally rattled people right because this is not new to trump And so a lot of people and I even had like a little it wasn't an argument on Twitter, but someone like told me like, what's bringing up uh, Obama have to do with this? You're just you're just feeding into what they want to feed into. And I was like, no, because this is not new. Just because I'm being critical of someone like Obama does not mean that I am supporting Trump's people, because they're not even seeing it the same way I am. What I'm saying is, is that this place was never welcoming to these people in general. That's why all our people have trauma, doesn't matter when or where you came from. If you came to this country, quote unquote, illegally, you got trauma and levels of it, right? And then once you're here, or were stolen and brought here, or murdered in your own land, we all are dealing with the generational trauma and side effects of that to this day. And all of us are surviving, which is why I even had a conversation with you and Clyde yesterday about how like Queen and Slim felt like trauma porn, which we kind of discussed last episode, and then how moments of joy are so radical for people that are struggling to survive right now because we're living in such a terrifying time. And half of these news articles, I don't even know if I want to get into that much because they're so fucking sad. And that's all we had to talk about since we've started this show. We have. Every single episode, it feels like it's gotten worse. And I hate to say that, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my God, what are the, what is positive on this list? Like, I don't really know. Um, let's see, like, Malaysia Booker, a, a black trans woman, a black trans woman were brutally murdered in Dallas, Texas, multiple times this year. Like, Nothing to be proud of here. It's shameful, but that is what... Uh, and, and that's what makes it even funnier, right? Because recently, Dallas was proclaimed a welcoming city by the immigrant something of America. I don't know what fucking association it was. How are we, the, how are we considering ourselves a welcoming city, but we also have the most deportations? How does that make sense? Make that make sense. Seriously, just because the mayor said, oh, we're going to be nice to y'all now? You think all of a sudden it's welcoming? And someone put a sticker on us, like that doesn't work for me. Like that does. That's not making sense to me. But because that is the way to do it, and the way of getting by in America is to fake it. We just think that's gonna that's gonna solve the problems. That's gonna cure the cancer. And again, I might sound like an extremist to some, but that's how I see it. And I think that's also like been my journey with this show. Right? Is like. I'm exhausted like I'm tired of we feel this pain too like we're all in a survival mode I don't know <sighs> you have anything to say to that pal
2: I mean it's rough I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying Um. but <clears throat> you know I think it's it's when do we collectively decide it's enough and You know, I don't think that as a as a community, we really understand. Like, I don't think even us, you know, like we feel like we do a lot and we try to rally around our communities. Um, But I don't think that we actually understand the power that we have as as a community and as a group together, Um, because if we did and we actually fought for the things that mattered to us and, and worked towards, you know, becoming a more unified or, or fair and just kind of society, then it would happen.
1: And you mean as a larger community, right? right? as a
2: larger community. Um, because, you know, it, 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 there's this idea of painting a picture and, and using a megaphone to communicate to people who will listen because they're taking it as the authority. Right. Um, and then, you know, you whip up your own idealized image of, what your destiny is going to become. And you feel like if you get just enough of of, of a taste of what it's like, then you'll be able to work your way towards what's meant for you. When people are working behind the scenes to like completely profit off of families, off of people in, in, in ways that are
1: exploiting. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And, and, um, and it's just whack because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, this idea of a pyramid everyone at the bottom holding up the 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 top is so caught up with holding the pyramid up that we don't really understand that we could break it down right and i
1: think that's and i never i don't ever mean to like brag on us but i'm like i've heard a lot of people tell us that they feel empowered by us and i think that's what the goal is right is to, to, to to learn our true history and to learn And imagine what we can make the world right and and to question these things and to be critical of these things we're consuming and supporting and paying for and who's protecting us and who's actually protecting us and all these different things and that's a big lesson I learned from these episodes everything kept leading to community. And how we have the ability to take care of each other if we really also take care of ourselves at the same time, right? And, like, put aside our pride and work on our own trauma and really reflect on ourselves and, like, own our shit, right? And take care of ourselves so that we don't have to see others as a threat or to be jealous or to be malicious or anything like that. But genuinely to love ourselves enough to love someone else without seeing them as... um, less than or or something that's going against you and also just being mindful of other people's energies and creating boundaries for yourself as well um so i'm going to cover some of the other kind of bad news that happened um, throughout the years. So we can go on to some of the lighter stuff because I, I I, I feel drained of talking about these things that really pained us. And I feel like that's the majority of what a lot of us are living and trying to survive. So I want to not lessen that because they mean less because I think it is important to know these things and not forget them. But I think we also I want to be more intentional about creating more joy. Um, I've received that message kind of in my own journey and so that's often how i lead the way with um the colores. all right so some other major things that happened this this really does not feel like it was long ago which is why i'm tripping out a
3: little bit um yeah, i trying to look at other stuff and a lot of the topics kept coming back to the it kept coming always does that. sorry i was stretching it kept a lot of the things kept coming back to the like a lot of stuff you would mention and then we they'd come back because of like trials and right, court right, dates right. and um All that stuff. So, that's why a lot of them I have, like, it's a very broad title because things kept happening. Well,
1: some other stuff that happened was um, the Dallas Citizen that was detained that Obed did the story on. That was pretty crazy. That was
2: wild. That was wild. That was scary. That made, like, national news.
1: Yes. And it happened so fast. Um, Then there was uh, the other (laughs) major thing that happened. That was another rough time was, um, the, the Botham Jean trial that really shook us all the way up. I think I felt super shook that whole week. I was like super anxious. Um, and then after that, shortly after his neighbor was killed, which is still a sketchy situation to me. And then after that, Tatiana was murdered. Um, And so that shit is still way too raw. Um, Wow, you really ain't shit. I'm trying to Uh, lighten the mood. I'm just trying to get through the really rough stuff. I think that was the majority of the really rough stuff on top of um, what happened a couple months ago, which was the tornado that really. Why are you laughing? Tornado. How did I say it? Tornado. Turn up. What am I supposed to say?
2: It just tornado sounded like, it just sounded funny the wine is <laughs>
1: <laughs> well how do you say it you said it right i'm sad come through grand prairie it's tornado
2: or tornado
1: it's not tornado
2: it's tornado Torn- it could Torn- be tornado what is
1: it say it, it could
2: be tornado
1: that's not grand prairie <laughs> say it you say it
2: okay tornado
1: no you fuck you <laughs> anyway. tornado Texas tornadoes, y'all.
2: Autobuses tornado.
1: So y'all say tornado. ta Pat, no. That is not it. Tornado. Anyways, the Dallas... Thing that spins around and destroyed land.
2: Tornado. Turnt Ado. Turned 80 A.
1: Tornado. I actually was trying to get turned Ado that night, and then it was raining really bad. And I got, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm staying in." And then it was actually terrifying. I, to me, I know this sounds dramatic, but so <clears> much throat> bad throat> shit happened to Dallas this year that I'm like convinced that this is like bad juju for some reason.
2: Where we are with the planet no don't <laughs> no
1: <laughs> don't do it but genuinely uh, lots a, of the lot worst of things in yeah. the country happened yeah. here yeah and so like here we are trying to represent us and like we're a great city pay attention to us we have great things happening it was like no you like psych. psych shut up yeah and i was just like okay and so it's like i want to commend us as a city for like still holding ourselves together and i don't mean the city officials i'm not talking about y'all i'm talking about the people living here surviving still cowboys fans What's still up? all these it's things and it's like every terrible traumatic thing has been thrown our way i will say i wish we would uprise in a different way and i wish we had different leaders to lead those uprisings because i think it's the same old dogs in the game that just want their name on it um Ooh. and i don't think that's the way we should Uprise and fight for ourselves And fight for our city and fight for our people And there's lots of abusers On the line and lots of people that want their own Attention and I'm not here for that and I'm Over it and that's beyond Just city politics that's like For every industry in this fucking City
2: so what are you announcing Right now
1: I am running She's for running. mayor <laughs> I'm just kidding but I genuinely I just I see That and I think it's time For us to lead the Way and like that's what I'm saying with all this bad news is the way we handle things is so bad, is so bad. And so, again, like he said or alluded to earlier is like, let's really shift this city. I think we have the power to do that. And I've seen a lot of beautiful things come in the past few years since we started De Colores. And I hope to see that continue. Um if we invest in ourselves and in the right things and really support each other and own um, our flaws and our, and what we're working on as people and as communities, because there's so much greatness here and it shouldn't have to leave to succeed. Um, so I think now I can officially move on to some of the better news because uh, that covers a lot of areas. Um with that said, this next thing on the list says Six 69 That was a weird time. Because then it led to that weird argument on the podcast where we were like kind of arguing, but not really. But we were like, Wayne. because I was talking about how the memes blew up and like everybody was going crazy. And like, remember the memes? Because he was being like a rat. Oh, yeah. And then it was like the discussion flipped, and I was like, no, guys, I'm not supporting him. I just thought the memes were funny. Oh, yeah, 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 And no. y'all were like, no. And no, I, was like, I wasn't
2: arguing with you. You were just wrong. Oh. Um, So.
1: <laughs> God damn. Like, no,
2: um, I'm kidding.
1: But it was really interesting to me, even when we discuss these things, I like analyzing how culture responds to it, right? Like, I think that's what i like to do is like i like to be analytical of what these things are and what they create and with that situation it was like the street code was broken right and so then a lot of people had never heard of him and then they did because of these memes because he was a rat but then everybody was missing the point in that he was actually a fucking like child predator essentially or whatever it was because he helped film a 14 year old being abused and it's like that whole thing gets misconstrued because we focus on the joke which is him and so now because he
2: but again to the to the op I'm not trying to start an argument here (laughs) Great, no but again going back to the memes and we've had this conversation several times where we talk about how is it that we bring up certain topics you know, amongst ourselves where we have to have these discussions. And so I feel like, yes, memes are partly responsible for like painting this funny picture. But when people are able to actually look through and actually analyze it and be critical and say, why is this a funny meme? Why is this happening? Oh, it's tied to this.
1: But do you think people are doing that?
2: No, they're not. The majority is not. Enough people are. But I think it's important to be able to acknowledge what what it does and if I feel like it's a question of time like we'll get to the point where we're like this is how we're communicating about things that we actually need to be talking about and when we come together and realize that then we can start having like some constructive conversations over the shit that we really need to be talking about.
1: With that said, I am going to have to tell our sweet Instagram live followers that we are ending the show for them and going to continue so you can hopefully listen to the rest of episode. 71 when it is released we love you we cannot give you all the episode but maybe sometime in the future you might be able to see more in a different way
0: what Who knows? what does
1: that even about? mean keep that in mind we'll see you later thanks for joining us we love you shout out to alejandra and destiny and sasha uh-huh. and all Thank these you, people Susie. bye everyone suzy that was watching with us we'll see y'all you later
3: you're listening to DeColores Radio.
1: All right. Um, I'm not
3: really sure why Pat
1: put Yellow Beasy on this list. because It was a
3: news highlight that y'all had talked about in the episodes.
2: He had gotten shot. That
1: is what it was. Good job, Rafi. Because I was like, his song came out last year. I don't remember. The biggest song, at least.
2: Is it? Oh, I think she meant... Because we missed him perform.
1: Why would you bring up a (laughs) sore, (laughs) sore, raw wound? Wow. I'm funny. You're not funny. Wow. I think I'm funny. Anyways, we are glad you're healthy and with us, Yellow Beasy. I um, hope that we can work with you one day. Some more news. When the Amazon tribe won, that was exciting. That is different
3: from the... The fires that are also happening in the Amazon. And
2: different from the Amazon workers on strike.
3: Yes. (sighs) Wow. The Amazon been
1: going through it. But -hmm. they're not the same Amazons. No. Okay, I know that sounds super ignorant, but I just wanted to clarify. Um, With that said, shout out to people fighting against the powers, such as Puerto Rico, who made their person leave, which was great and exciting and beautiful to see. Um, then we had other fools like Jay-Z, who kind of really betrayed us in a way. And I think he thought he was doing something special.
2: You were the chosen one.
1: You tell us more, Rafa. He's your fave.
2: He's not my fave. He's the greatest rapper alive. Um, I don't think there's a question about that, right? Um, but, um, yeah, he... He represented so much of what I think the Hood dream. Yeah, like is. the American dream. Yeah. And um, I guess when you get to these points of wealth and, and comfort and status, and, and uh, you're in conversations that the majority of people aren't having, it's elitism. Um, yeah.
1: Based on your tax bracket.
2: Right. It doesn't
1: matter your color at that point.
2: I mean, to a degree. Obviously, it matters to to some degree.
1: But that's what capitalism still creates, is this idea that like you are God because Yeah, and so
2: I feel like I might have detached myself from someone like Hove being a representative for the hood a while back just because I feel like every time a rapper makes it, you're like, okay, he's not, like, it's different. Circumstances have changed for him. You know, like, even when Biggie's Life After Death album came out, like, it was different from Ready to Die. Mm. And so there's a shift that happens. We love
1: an old head.
2: Yeah. I'm almost (laughs) 40, so thank you. Um, But with Jay-Z, like, it just felt that much more, like, it it really felt like he was a traitor to the people that helped propel him to this (laughs) position that he's now in. And so... um, and you know, it might be it might be a case of the long game, big picture, something that we as as a community don't comprehend or understand and maybe we'll wake up one day and see see what he meant or see what he was really doing. But until then, I feel like most of us feel betrayed.
3: I didn't even celebrate his birthday this year. Same. I always would listen to Black album and like think December fourth, like Yeah. No. Nope
1: whale well, hove, we're definitely a little bit disappointed in you bro but again i think that speaks to money does not equal like the full knowledge of what what the people need right and i think because people have money people automatically want to give them all the like like power and credit and fame and they deserve it to some degree right but it's like it's deeper than that like there's so much, there's so many more issues systemically that even if you're rich, it doesn't mean you necessarily fully understand, even if you're living the side effects and had to overcome them. Um, with that said, another major moment in this year, boo, boo, doo, boo, was the fucking Popeye's chicken sandwich.
2: That was crazy. I still ain't had one. You have not? No, uh, okay. <laughs> Uh,
1: nope wow that's so embarrassing <laughs> the popeye's chicken sandwich um i'd like to say that i am a great influence in the world but i don't know yet and i haven't gotten paid for it however
2: that's just the woman behind <laughs>
1: the chicken sand- no i'm just kidding no not at all but i just think it's uh it's it was an interesting era i'm so sad people were killed over this yeah Which also shows me how little we value each other's lives as uh, humans, once again. However, the chicken sandwich itself, the marketing ploy, and the fact that, like, um, they had Chick-fil-A's homophobic ass fucking shaking was hilarious to see. Um, Because, really, Chick-fil-A was so proud of their, like, homophobic bullshit. And this really made them kind of realign. And so, um, you know, capitalism beats capitalism, I guess. Um, other moments that I am finding from another list that is not the one our sweet Pat created. Um, the Fire Festival documentaries. Those were wild. Did you watch them, Rafa?
2: I don't think I did.
1: Neither one?
2: No, no, no. I saw part of... I saw
1: the Netflix one. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's the one I saw. And yeah.
1: that's the one where the guy was like ready to give somebody cabeza because they... <laughs> cabeza. They, uh,
2: <laughs> that's a new pick of <laughs> What's up on that cabeza boo?
1: (laughs) 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 What that cabeza game like. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes, this is just that
2: goes that cabeza.
1: Oh, stop it right now anyways that really was the beginning of the year do you remember those documentaries came out and everybody was oh, talking god, about it yeah. so that was a big deal and everybody was kind of making fun of that and then there was that damn TV show The Masked Singer that came out <laughs> we watched an episode on Thanksgiving why <laughs> sweet god then Us came out this list is good I like this there's lots of other major things that happened then Game of Thrones happened mm. it disappointed everyone even want- you can't even even talk about it uh, that was something um this is the emergence of megan the stallion i'm dead that is huge <laughs> for me i'm gonna take a moment for my girl meg because she had a huge year i just want to i'm okay i don't mean to this hype was myself her, her year and the next year and the next year i don't mean to hype myself but y'all the shit i be trying to put y'all on is fire yeah. y'all need to listen to me it's
2: fire festival what
1: get out <laughs> um so shout out to sweet meg i'm so excited to see what her future holds i know she came out recently saying she's gonna have a softer album (laughs) and so somebody was like her lyrics gonna be like you see right through me eh (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was cute Eh. um what else avengers came out i don't care
3: about the avengers what do y'all think (laughs) i mean Uh, i mean I was more excited, I think, about Black Panther than the Avengers series.
1: Well, that's a Bless you.
3: (laughs) Are you the the dragon
1: from Game of Thrones? (laughs) Bran had a big year. Arya did kick some ass. Sorry, going back to Game of Thrones again. The lady that made people want to clean their house, that was a big deal.
2: Condi? Yeah, Yeah.
1: that one. I didn't do it. My house is still cleaning how I want it to be, but, you know, people were motivated by that shit. So that was cute casey musgraves don't care i mean some people like her you know yeah. she sang selena bitch so she's basically a white latina now um what else happened i'm trying to say things outside of our typical norm yeah jordan woods and uh kylie jenner that shit was
2: funny i don't know what that is. okay
1: that's when they were like jordan woods cheated with tristan even though tristan just been a hoe he just they just don't, don't, know don't know how know to know what that means okay anyways that was a funny little time and then she had her uh jada pinkett had jordan on red table talk i actually really like red table talks
2: okay i know jada pinkett
1: have you seen red table talks
2: i've seen a few well, i haven't seen full episodes i've seen clips and you should actually do, check them out no yeah they look
1: a, suzy's a big yeah, advocate our, on our that sister suzy's a huge
2: what's up red
1: huge fan they're actually pretty cute shows i enjoy them um let's see what else happened don't really care about the oscars that much um wait they did Roma win?
3: freaking moonlight pat that was three then- years
1: ago bro are you okay <laughs> still mad about that
3: because i saw a clip the other day you're that shouting, came up you're shouting into the mic i'm sorry it's because i saw a thing that came up the other day when they were talking about award season and it showed the reactions from a different camera that was on angles. twitter today was that today? I saw it. I Sis, think it was I saw on Twitter it, today. I posted it myself. Oh, I think I saw it like a couple <laughs> days ago, too. The one you're talking about where it's like the four back to back? Yes. Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't been on Twitter since like I don't know when.
1: So why are you bringing something up from three years ago, bro? <laughs> because I saw it the other day. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna keep moving and stay in 2019 as the plan suggests. I'm not trying to be shady. I just like staying on track. I'm sorry. Um, this says Keanu Reeves owns 2019. That's how I know this is written by white people because I really don't.
3: <laughs> I do how not. did he own it? I don't know. John Wick did three. Came out this year. No, it didn't.
1: Yeah, but there's all those stories no that
2: came out. And remember when they were I talk- know he
1: was dating that lady.
2: Right, but like there was pictures that came out where he's like, hugging fans but not really hugging them and they're like oh keanu reeves is being real careful or that he purposely
3: and, like make sure he's not like yeah
2: people. and then he did like a lot of like warm-hearted shit and that people kept retweeting or kind of came back and the stories about him giving a large part of his salary to the crew that was true movies. i'm glad you remember
1: this because i sure did um,
2: not yeah i feel like a lot i mean and, and a lot of the stories kind of came up and i don't know how it happened but like he obviously didn't do these things to get the pub off of it, but right, I think that's what was so cool to see, and so that turned into this glamorization of who he is and all the nice things that he's done. There was a video that's always like, always being retweeted or whatever about him giving up his seat on a subway to a lady and stuff like that. And it, I think the hype is going to keep on going because
1: I don't dislike Keon John. W- I just think I just thought that was a little bit of no, yeah, it's it's title. it's a lot.
2: Uh, John Wick and The Matrix are coming out on the same day in 2021, I think. Ooh, so yeah, that's gonna drama. be a big deal. Yeah. That's
1: funny. That's interesting. They did that on ter- on purpose.
2: <clears throat> Probably, I'm sure.
1: Um, with that said, some more news. Um, the genie, Aladdin. Cool. Thank you, Rami Malik. Um, trying to read this list. Um, what the heck? There were some weird things that happened. Another major person that had one of the best years of forever was Lil Nas X. <laughs> he, I think, him and Meg to me really mm-hmm. stole the year for me. Um, just living their truth, being their self, and I love to see it. I have no complaints over here.
2: I feel like the baby's part of that. The
1: baby was huge. Yeah. Um Tyler the Creator also had a good year, I think. Even though he said some annoying ass shit and he's like Oh, even that we didn't get uh, to talk about that with the Drake concert. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, we didn't. I mean
1: the 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 Wolfgang what yeah. carnival whatever the fuck it's called Golfwing. Um, that was so funny. And then I saw a new clip where someone was like, "Who invited you to yeah. Drake at this party?" And I was like, "My guy needs to go to therapy because he's had a rough year."
0: Yeah.
1: And that's really interesting because. People have been calling him out for, like, texting underage girls, which is definitely... And I think we mentioned it before, and it's right. definitely weird. Um, you can have relationships with younger people and not be weird about it. But if you're, like, texting them, I don't know. It just... It's something to be hesitant like of. like, The Eilish, too, right? Billie Eilish. And even, like, I Stranger watched the R. Kelly documentary, I believe, that came out this year, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. That shit shook me to my core, right? And so... It basically spoke to the truth of like this very patriarchal society we live in where women are still protecting men and we don't believe women or young girls or we assume the best of these old ass men that like we don't necessarily have to just because they have power or money or fame um, behind them. So definitely something to be weary of. I appreciate Drake in a lot of ways, but this shit made me mad hesitant. I definitely don't think he deserved to be booed at a concert. But to me, as an actual <clears throat> Frank Ocean stan, OG, if you know anything about Frank Ocean, you know damn well he ain't going to fucking perform at that concert without, like, making some kind of...
2: Yeah. And that's why the, most of them were upset, right? Yes, but that's why I'm something.
1: like, y'all are so, yeah. fools, because Frank doesn't just do that like that. Like, he will do surprise shit and drop shit, but, like, he does not... I don't think he would do a full fucking carnival surprise guest thing. So... um. With that said, what other? Oh, I said Lil Nas X. You said the baby. He did have a huge year. Solange filmed her um, her short film partly here in Dallas, Texas, but all around Texas, which was really cool too. And with some of our homies. Shout out to all the people we know in that film. Beautiful. I haven't watched it, but the fucking clips on Twitter sure look good. Thanks, sis. We're finally putting it on YouTube for the pores. Um, Anything else? Any other major people we want to talk about for 2019? Gina Rodriguez is (laughs) dumbass. (laughs) sis gave me hella content though i included her in two of my workshop discussions with young people and they loved having that discussion because they felt uncomfortable to talk about it but because she's the perfect shining star of me saying like hey just because you feel connected to this culture doesn't mean you can talk like them um and they fully understood it so thank you gina rodriguez for being a shining example of exactly what latinx people should not be and everything that's wrong with us personally. Um, um, <laughs> uh, so that was a interesting time on the internet, as well as fat Joe who also claimed that he was more proud of his African roots than actual black people. Um, both are shining examples. Both are Puerto Ricans from New York. I am saying that only to say there is a difference between the different Latinos throughout the fucking country and world. um, all our discussions we should be having to evolve to a better place, because my sweet God that showed me exactly how behind we are, and what's his names, fucking the Latinos for morons or whatever he did, John Leguazama, oh, all these man. people it really this year, I learned <clears throat> how behind Latino people are and how lost we are, and how much of an identity crisis we are all still dealing with so that was quite entertaining and then however we also got reunited when Walter Mercado passed away a few weeks ago because we all remembered that we had a very similar upbringing and all kind of felt connected by our like relationship to this man that was like a magical figure in our life so Oh, Latinidad. Oh, and then whitewashed the Oh my god, there's so many bad things. What was good this year again, guys? I forgot already. Good stuff. We got That's the Selena said, the TV US show.
3: US women's team now I can yes, say it. Thank you, they Pat. Fourth sorry. World Cup. The um,
1: fourth one? Yeah, it's the fourth one. That was good. That was exciting. Uh-huh, right? That was a good moment. Um That is so sad. Baby Yoda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he cured we our got depression. our
1: latinx representation in baby yoda yeah so that was really exciting um
2: we had olive garden today
1: we did <laughs> <laughs> live in the present darlings you create your own happiness when you're here your family De colores. what is that office thing where he's like quoting something and he's like saw michael scott and he's like quoting the other thing it's <laughs> oh, like what is it olive garden yeah
2: um you take nine you missed 100 percent of the shots you, you don't, don't take didn't all that that tv
3: show screen. have yeah, a I reboot this year did anybody watch that no, no.
1: <laughs> i didn't even know that happened bro disney plus was a disney huge plus, deal yeah. x-men i was oh, so I happy i watched, watched them the other day yeah. and i was like wow i still have not seen yeah, it, it took me back all right. Well, I think that's our 2019 wrap up. Um, it was. Quite- well, I can't really
3: think of anything else.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Arthur, he got. Mister Redburn was gay. That was exciting. <laughs> Lizzo had a big year. That was also exciting. J Lo saying Motown. Wow, Latinos really showed their asses this year. That's what this was about. My sweet God, there was nothing good about Latinos this year. Um. Anything else? Let's see. Let's see. Lots of Adam Driver on this list.
3: Oh, people love Adam Driver. They really do. Um, I tried to watch The Marriage Story the other day. It was.
1: I did not care to watch. I it. just had it on I like w- while I was
3: getting ready for bed, scripture. and I was like, "Okay, so it's just white people fighting." Actually, can I say person.
1: something? I know it's my podcast, so I can. <laughs> but let me say something, okay? because I felt really fascinated and I have been fascinated by the rise of Lizzo this year Mm -hmm. because it it, to me feels like the first time ever that a woman of a fat woman of color who was proud to be fat ever reached this level of fame. Mm -hmm. Is there another one? I can't think of one personally, to me, she represents a lot of things, which is also a lot of pressure on her, which is kind of unfair, too. Because mm-hmm. then she has to try to fit, like, this perfect mold. Um, and she kind of did, right? Because even the whites liked her, and that's what took her into, like, yeah. superstardom. And uh, and some people would argue that they like her more than people of color do, right? And so she got a lot of criticism boy, on that, 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 that regard.
0: Ooh.
1: And they get lit, boy. Um, <laughs> so it was just really... <laughs> Okay, something else funny just came up on this list. I'm going to say it in a minute. Um, the the thing that's frustrating to me is that last week, she was at a basketball game, and she physically showed her ass. Like, her ass was showing on this T-shirt, right? <clears throat> so the first clip I saw was of her saying that she liked some player, and she was like, ooh, I like him. And they were like, does he know? And she's like, no, but I'm going to show him. Or I don't know what the fuck she said, but it was funny and cute. And I was like, oh, this is cute to see her so excited um cheering this boy on, you know, whatever. And then the next clip was like her, she gets up dancing and she shows her ass. So I went to sleep. I think that was the night before the thing happened with our friend Shanice. So once if something really bad happens, I usually kind of step away from the internet cuz I get overwhelmed. Um and so I went to sleep and I was just like I I went to the comments. That's what it was. I went to the comments under that video. And 90% of the comments were men on Twitter talking about how she would swallow this man, how she would kill him, how all all alluding to like horrible things regarding her fatness. Mm -hmm. At that point, we had not seen the ass, right? And it honestly, I was in a good mood and I felt my mood shift from like a like, cool, I'm in a cool place to like, holy shit this is what people really think about us. Right. And I bring this up and I never am trying to make the people around me uncomfortable when I bring it up, but I need people to understand the, like the gravity in this. Right. I don't know if y'all remember, and I've mentioned it a couple of times as well. When the Dallas morning news article came out, I was blatantly naming white supremacy and I was afraid that I was going to get backlash for that, for saying that. And I don't know if y'all remember or ever read the comments Or even when my tweet went viral, if y'all ever read the comments on any of the things that have gone huge for me or big platforms, 90% of the feedback I get is about my size. It's never about what I'm talking about, which is really surprising to me because I don't feel like I'm really sweet or meek or like tiptoeing over everything. I am very direct with like what I'm saying. Um, And so it really broke my heart to see that like this was an NBA Twitter account tweet And the majority of the reactions were about her size and very demeaning, like horrible shit. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I don't think people understand how serious fat phobia is because it's so normalized that we don't even see it as a bad thing. And like for someone like Lizzo to be living her life as she does so happily, whether you're a fan or not, you can't hate on her and the reason I've seen her try to get teared down multiple times for kind of to me kind of small things has everything to do with her fatness everything to do with her fatness and everything to do with her being a black woman right so we've seen different black women try like they obviously get marked and stereotyped in different ways in general but I think seeing this layer of fatness added in creates a different dynamic that I have I've I have lived but I don't see publicly a lot and so I relate to it a ton but I don't know if y'all were on Twitter that day they were tearing her up for showing her for showing her ass like tearing her up people were like you're disgusting how dare you there's families there did and I'm like there's cheerleaders half naked but because they're thin it's allowed and you're allowed to sexualize her and fucking raunchy ass men are allowed to have naked ass bitches in their garages and that's normal hetero ass culture. But if a fat bitch shows her ass with some tights on and a t-shirt over it, it's too far only because she's fat. (sighs) I had to let this out because it's the last episode of the year and I need y'all to understand and fucking unpack your own fat phobia because fat phobia is also a part of white supremacy and is everything to do with all these standards i know that that can be triggering for a lot of people because people have you know body like eating disorders and stuff like that as well but my god i promise y'all i like and we'll get into it a little bit in the dear eva as well because a lot of people are like how do you You just love yourself so much. It is a battle to love yourself when you are what society hates. It is a battle. Every day, you have to literally remind yourself to love yourself and to say, fuck it, because if I don't do it, nobody else will because everything in society is telling you to hate yourself. And I say that even as a response to our two episodes we did with CYC and Latinos Who Lunch which are very popular episodes but I do have tears in my eyes because it is frustrating and I had multiple instances this year that I've told my people about that are frustrating because for any issue I go to regarding health every single time it's like oh just lose weight and you'll be better it could literally guys be like a fucking STI and they'd be like bro just lose some weight and maybe you won't have this issue so I just need y'all to understand the levels to the hate and that it is in every institution and so someone like Lizzo whether you like her music or not should be championed and should be supported and I'm not saying it just because she looks like me but it's a hell of a big part of it because I think she also means well right and people like this deserve credit as well so I didn't mean to have a fucking fool on Lizzo rant but I did and I know I've done it before but I'm fucking tired and drained and I want y'all to understand it is not easy to be as joyful as Lizzo presents herself and that's because I'm sure she's dealing with a lot that we don't understand and she doesn't talk about as well so my f- fairly thin people in the room <laughs> do you have any feedback for that because it is fucking draining and I don't hear a lot of people talk about it besides fat people
3: um no I definitely um I mean even for me sometimes to grasp the fact that I'm like I obviously like I've I feel like um as someone that's not entirely like then, but isn't necessarily like chubby either like I feel like sometimes I have to even check myself with what I say because I still um probably get considered a lot like treated differently for my size too so like seeing Lizzo getting as much love as she does makes me very happy because I want my niece to see that kind of thing that it's okay to like be whatever size you want and be accepted and not have to feel like You have to be this like skinny, healthy person because...
1: Well, and even skinny to be healthy, Mm -hmm, right? Because that's bullshit as well. Is that just because you're thin does not equate health. Mm -hmm. And that's a misconception as well.
3: Yeah. So, (sighs) no, I just... I appreciate what you always have to say on it. I appreciate how iconic she has become on like representing. Like just being happy and healthy is beautiful to me so um I hope that we get to see more people like that shine throughout time because they deserve that shine and we shouldn't have to judge people based on their size and we shouldn't feel uncomfortable in our in our bodies so that's all I have to say based on me just thinking off top
1: I know I didn't mean to put you on the spot but I always feel like I'm the only one caping for like fat
2: people (laughs) so I'm tired I wouldn't say that um like in terms of like feeling like you're the only person especially in the room um i think it's it's difficult to navigate conversations with the sensitivity of having people understand that you're with them and you're fighting alongside them Mm -hmm. even though you might not be like them or they might not see you as someone that's with them um and for whatever reason like you know people that that are allies in a variety of different environments with different communities, um, I feel like I, you know, I I like to think of myself as a fairly, like, open individual in terms of really acknowledging, like, the struggles that everybody has, because everybody has something that they're going through, and, you know, the last thing I want to go through as an individual is to feel like I have nobody that I connect with, or that is supportive of some of the things that I go through, um... So, yeah, like, sometimes I have to check myself and, and, and I make mistakes in a variety of different, like, areas. But, like, it never, like, my intention as a person is never to, like, you know, portray this image of, well, this community that I care about is going to, you know, interpret something that I do as me not being on their team Um and, you know, my intentions are never that. And if that does come off, you know, in some of the things that I do, I just hope that people are patient enough with me to understand that, you know, that's not like me saying I'm a certain kind of person or that I'm anti people living out, you know, what 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 they are and, you know, helping them get to where they need to feel happy or comfortable or feel joy or yeah, I mean to me it doesn't make sense to like that that whole shit the whole responses to Lizzo like that's so ignorant and
1: But it's the norm. Like that's the thing that like is extra frustrating like even if you have homies that fuck with you and love you like majority even everybody in this room has internalized fat phobia, right? And so like that's the part that I'm like I know I have love around me. I I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't. Right. Cause who knows where I would be as far as like having the confidence enough to produce something and be proud of it. Right. But that's where I'm like, how do we, with a discussion like fat phobia and you know, maybe there will be a part three with Maitha and Favi cause it's, it's definitely different to talk about it with fat, fat people. But like, how do we actually, move this thing forward and process it and really do better about it. Cause it is something like, you don't. Know, I don't see a lot of discussions on and when I do, it's very, very narrow, right? Because the majority agree and, or just think it's funny because the fat person's always the butt of the joke. You can be racist, you can be sexist, you can be this, you can be that, but everybody will laugh at the fat joke. Right? And so not to say that these things don't have a power dynamic themselves, Um, But I'm just very tired of it. And so we can keep moving with the discussion. I just hope that moving forward, we can do more um, with that. Um, The funny thing that's on this list that I forgot happened, and it's really not a huge deal, um, but it was kind of funny, is um, did you ever see that clip when Jesus and Miro were on Jimmy Fallon and they were playing the game with the buzzer and they were trying to pick something and they were trying to describe... Taylor Swift and they said she has a really long back. No. And they got so and she got so hurt. They had to get the clip removed or some shit. No, <laughs> but they like won the whole game because they have their inside jokes and that was really funny. But that was on this list for whatever reason. So I figured I would list that. She Shout has out. a
2: long back.
1: We look up the clip. It's hilarious. Um, they also got a TV show on Showtime and they actually came and visited Dallas. So that was kind of cool as well. There was a lot that happened this year. More positive things than. Some of the things we, um, listed shout out to like Tierra Whack and they Rico, got death they got threats. death threats. It was serious. You know, her team is like crazy. Her fans are crazy. You have to watch the clip. It's so good. Do you want to watch it right now? Or you want to wait? No, no, I'll wait. Okay. Well, um, it says introduce Archie Harrison, the princess there were lots of things. With that said, we're wrapping up the 2019 news. I wanted to quickly go through some of the um decade news. Um wow. So, 2010, do you remember where you were in 2010? I do. Okay, we'll talk more about that later. That sounded like it was going to be a fucking Chuck Norris film. Oh, my God. I
2: was at Bank of America.
1: Wow. Okay, we're going to get into this later. I'm interested. Um, So this is really sad. And I actually do remember now that I see this article. 2010 began with the, the really terrible earthquake in Haiti. Do you remember that? Yes. That was like a, that was terrifying. And then we later learned that a lot of those funds were misused and stuff. It was a lot of really tragic shit happening. Um, then there was an eruption of Iceland's volcano. What else is, damn, this is like really bad stuff. Explosion of the, on the deep water horizon drilling rig in the Gulf of Mexico. That was 2010 too. Yeah. Wow. Have any good things happened in the last decade? um let's see what else the fbi arrest 10 russian spies did not remember that um but it doesn't feel much different than what we're living in now uh, the chilean copper mine save happened after spending 69 days this feels like an eternity ago i was dead ass in high school y'all i was in high school 10 years ago you were in high school
2: in 2010 i was holy shit i was a sophomore wow
3: i was in austin
1: yeah,
2: wow. Weird,
1: weird. Weird. Then the WikiLeaks founder turned himself in. Um uh, what does this say? The suicide. Oh god, sorry guys, that's a lot of shit. Two and a half men star Charlie Sheen enters rehab. That was a big deal back then. Everybody was like freaking out about that. Let's see. Just scrolling on through. Now we're in 2011, another earthquake. This is all really tragic shit. Um Prince Kate, I mean, Prince William and Kate Middleton got married in 2011. That was a big deal to people. Um, President Obama addressed the nation to announce the death of Osama bin Laden. That was definitely a big deal. Do you remember that? Do you remember when you found out? Yeah. I was on Facebook on my mom's computer. <laughs>
3: um, in mom's shop?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and then there was that image that came out of everybody shocked at the table and that's like all we saw for a really long time um what the heck oh what the heck oh what the heck rupert murdoch's news of the world tabloid shutters i don't care about that um wow okay a lot of this is really bad news amy winehouse was found dead at her home in london in 2011
3: great i'm crying now
1: Occupy Wall Street movement happened in 2011 um, with about a thousand people protesting in Manhattan. Amanda Knox is freed. That was weird, too. They made films about all these things already. That is so fascinating how this works. Um, Michael Jackson's doctor was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. What? This is weird. I feel strange. Oh god, this is so much bad news. That's when that Aurora shooting happened. So that was like another major shooting right after. I mean, I guess that kind of started like this influx cuz then a lot of people were scared to go to the movies. We were scared to go to the movies, Pat. I watched that movie with you in Austin, actually. I remember that now. Um, let's see. Just scrolling on through. Superstorm Sandy. Jesus voters in colorado and washington 2012 vote to legalize recreational marijuana um 2012 is when i graduated from high school now y'all all all know my age because everybody asked me (laughs) wow stop um does anybody else remember significant things from this time
2: did you think you were going to graduate in 20 oh no well you would have did you think you were going to live out the remainder of 2012 damn bro are you okay no remember it was a big deal the was calendar. Like, yeah.
1: oh yeah i did i didn't understand a lot of those things honestly so i didn't put much like fear into it yeah um i wanted to be alive because i was like i'm graduating from high school and going to college yeah. i hope i make it but it wasn't like stress I hope I make it. um <laughs> that is also the year that the sandy hook wow this is bad that's when that happened um then leading into 2013. So this list is obviously very news specific, not pop culture specific, which we are very both, I guess. Um, Pope Francis took took his reign <laughs> in 2013. Yeah, that's what this says. Then there was the Boston Marathon sh- bombing. Wow, we are really traumatized as a nation because sweet God rob ford that video was published of him smoking crack that was weird oh shit that's
0: right that was
1: in 2013 um three women who had been missing for about a decade are rescued wait that's what's inspired the kimmy schmidt show the three women that were missing really yeah i believe so (laughs) wow i
3: forgot about that show
1: i liked titus okay titus was good that
3: lemonade clip he did
1: um edward snowden glee star found dead i did uh, not i was not into glee i was in theater and i was like i'm too good for glee pat taught me better than this
2: i was into glee when it was in one of the episodes of the office and that was it
1: was it in the office yeah, i don't remember like, that
2: remember when aaron and gabe had everyone from the office come over to watch an episode of glee and michael oh, was that's pissed. the later seasons yeah. right Like i kind of i mean the, the office note. uh hot take the Office after season three was it's trash. not a
1: hot take. That's a real take.
2: Okay, cool. But I've been there. Didn't, I, didn't I also
1: do... like season four a little bit too. Season
2: four though. is nice, but I'm saying after season three, it's like but you after can start like to see the decline. Six,
1: seven is really when it goes to the shitter. Uh, yeah. Full shitter. Yeah. The Office had a big reign in the uh, 2000s as well. Yeah. 2010s. Um, I was I remember the thing I was most passionate about. <laughs> this is so stupid. Not really. One of the things I was most passionate about was Michael Scott. I mean. Steve Carell not winning an Emmy. Like I was very upset with Jim Parsons because he kept winning. And, and I, I, I was like very angry for a long time about that. Oh Jesus. And then, and this part is what I always remember from my high school, um, senior year was after Trayvon was murdered. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I grew with that case. And then the black lives matter movement really began, after George Zimmerman was acquitted in 2013. Um, And obviously seven years later now, almost
2: still news
1: still and even bigger. And I'm glad that we're finally, I would like to believe having more conversations about race, although a lot of them aren't necessarily the best versions of the conversation we should have. I think it speaks to where we truly are. Um, as a a people in the world because it's not just an American issue but because America has defined how race navigates in a lot of ways it's like a very foreign subject to a lot of people because they've lived in their privilege for so long Um, which is why a lot of our Latinx people are having so many identity crises because we haven't had these conversations Um, so I will say shout out to the Black Lives Matter movement, which was created by queer black women, because that has completely transformed the world. Um, and then, you know, everything on from there. Wow. The the fucking royal people get a lot of attention on this website. This is the these. See, and that's why news like ours matters, because this shit really is like whitest white, white, white ever. Nelson Mandela died in 2013. 2013 is also... I'm going to start doing my own fucking timeline. Fuck this little list. 2013 is also when that storm happened and nobody could leave their house. We lived in Denton. And I was like a sophomore in college and I couldn't go to the Yeezys and Kindred concert and I was sad as shit and I cried in my bedroom and I listened to Laffy Taffy on repeat because I wanted to be happy and I was sad I, I wasn't that, at the concert. That
3: midterm vine yes. where you and Jess are working out <laughs> yeah. doing stuff. And
1: we're drinking Red Bulls and throwing note cards. Um, That is exactly when that was. Um, Then around that time, around the next year, 2014, Dylan Farrow wrote the essay describing how her father, Woody Allen, molested her. And I don't mean to say that in a triggering way, but that was part of the... I mean, I guess it is. It's too late. I already said it. But I think all these all the ones I am naming are important because they kind of led to what happens in the more recent years with me too. And all these other movements that we start seeing, wow, we're only in 2014. I'm really trying to go fast. Philip Seymour Hoffman died. Rest in peace. That was really sad. Um, then Jimmy Fallon took over the tonight show in 2014 as well. La 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 la. What else happened? Malaysia air fight. Oh, that was weird in 2014 when the flight went missing. We never found out what happened. Did we? What's your theory? You seem like a theorist. You seem like you were probably into that in 2014. Aliens. Is that all you have?
2: That's all I got.
1: Well, that's something. Um, Okay, I do not care about that. The Flint water crisis began in 2014 in Michigan. Um, Still happening now. Five years later, six years later. And people like Jaden Smith are the ones that are trying to fix it because... The government doesn't care, apparently. Wow. I This is, oh, shit. That was crazy. Remember when Ebola came to Dallas? That was something.
2: I used to live right around the corner.
1: From Ebola? Yeah. <laughs> we should not make a joke of this, but I need you to expand on that. I lived. He tried not to true <laughs> Like I, a choke on that popcorn, bruh.
2: I lived one street over.
1: Were you scared?
2: Um, I was.
1: I think that's all a testament to, kind of what we discussed yesterday with shout out. Um,
2: well, it was. It's like that movie Contagion, right? Oh Um,
1: my God! Why didn't I see this coming? Throws microphone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean?
1: I I set you up. I set you. I feel like I'm being set up. (laughs) Like that mean. (laughs) Woo! Okay, but that's weird, right? That a lot of the really quote-unquote, bad things that happen, like, they kind of start here. What does that mean?
2: Dallas is weird.
1: Dallas is something special, and it's not always in the best ways. But that is interesting, because I remember they were talking about Ebola, and then they were like, it's in Dallas. And we we're
3: like, oh, shit, bitch. were we at House of Blues, and, like, the person, like, the first known case was there?
1: I don't remember where I was when I found out, but I remember being like, oh, f- I think I was in Denton. I don't think I was at House of Blues. No, but I'm saying
3: we were at a show. We were at a show. Uh Oh, no, it was when I worked for for Dallas Observer. Sorry, take that back.
1: Well, anyways, (laughs) that was something. That was very strange. Um, It ended up in Dallas, Texas. Ooh, in 2014 is also when the elevator footage came out. Ooh. Of Beyonce and Solange and Jay-Z. And that motherfucker was cheating on my sis. That's so crazy. That was... A huge deal. And we all just wanted to know. We just wanted to know, but they were so private. And
3: that's when I knew Solange was my favorite.
1: <sighs> sis was not happy. She was. I Solange is an icon. And Beyonce was like, thank you, sis. She's smiling in the back, like, thank you. You had my back. And Jay Z was like, fuck. <sighs> what a weird time. That was also when Kanye and Kim got married. <sighs> it feels like an eternity ago. That does. Um, let's see. I'm really not doing the news. Uh, st- that's also when Robin Williams was pa- was passed away. Um, that was sad. Um, we had more Black Lives Matter um protests after Michael Brown was also murdered. Um, wow. It's really been something. Joan Rivers died uh when she was undergoing plastic surgery to her throat. Sis <clears throat> had a lot of plastic surgery, huh? I'm not trying to be shady shady but I appreciated aspects of her but I think she also like stressed me out um a lot (laughs) um hackers breached the network of Sony's pictures and they released a lot of embarrassing information really that's how they worded that they were like we're all racist hey Um, what else happened? Paris was attacked. This is all literally just the most dramatic, sad-ass news. Um, Super Bowl. The Patriots win with an interception. Um, I thought Rafa would want to say more about that, but he just nodded. Fuck the Patriots.
2: They're cheaters.
1: Oh, Flatergate, or what was it called?
2: (laughs) you say Flatergate? (laughs) (laughs) Deflategate. (laughs)
0: I was but close. they also
2: like stole, like they would record other teams. they they're still doing that to this day. To this day. To
1: this day. Um, the Zika virus. So I actually think this is fascinating. So I'm listing all these things off from this article, right? And this is all like the worst of the worst news from the decade, right? So yesterday we worked with SMU Ignite, um, and a and some lovely people that are creating a play. Rafa, yours. Basically, do you want to tell us more about the play? Just really brief.
2: Sure. Um. Oh, sorry. I can't stand you.
1: This is how we presenting ourselves
2: after we so went to work. So Danielle Kastner and Brigham Mosley shadowed some journalists at the Dallas Morning News for
1: two and a half years
2: um, to try to get a sense of, you know, news, journalism, the media, things like that. And they interviewed a bunch of people, and they created this play. And so they've kind of been crafting this script and talking to people to see what people's, I guess, feedback is on just media in general. And then, you know, what their responses are to some of the scenes that they wrote. And it's really interesting to see, like... The conversations, because I asked them, I asked Janiel, Janiel specifically, I was like, so who all have you been talking to? She was like, it's crazy. We've been like trying to run the gamut on the different communities. And so she was like, yeah, um, one of the things we wanted to do is to talk to a bunch of rich, old white people. And so she was telling me about the conversation that she that they had with that group. And it's just to me, it's interesting to see what the dynamic is between one community and the news and media and another And you really get to uncover these really, like, interesting points and and see the relationships that people have to how they get the news, what they consider the news, who dictates what gets reported, how do you prioritize what the community needs to know about, um, and who do we entrust with this kind of information. So, um, yeah, so we did a a little workshop here with uh, some of the Decolores gang um, listeners, friends, and... um, SMU Ignite Arts, with the help of Clyde Valentine, the help of the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, Decolores Radio, obviously, and Janielle and Brigham, who are writing this play. And um, yeah, we had a really interesting conversation over this idea of journalism, media, how we consume news. Right. And, and also um,
1: the ideas it creates for us, which is what led to me saying that. Right. So it's because everything I'm saying is really bad. Yeah. And it's like, especially bad for poc but it's not written a lot of these were not like with that poc lens or the racial equity lens or any of these lenses we often like to operate from um so it's just really interesting to go through this decade list i think i saw on twitter like twitter was doing the decade clips and it like even brought up that um what is that fucking song that they auto-tuned the um, he's climbing in your window, snatching your people up. I don't know. Hi to kids, hi to Oh h- yeah. So they were like, that was the beginning of this decade. And I was like, first of all, I was like, damn, that was a long time ago, but it makes sense because I was in high school. However, I somebody else was saying on there, like, that was about a rapist. We humorized I don't know if that's a word. I th- maybe just made it up because I'm drinking wine. But we made light of this very situ- serious situation. And then I also was talking to another friend about how, like, we often did this to black people, right? Like, we, like, took their dialect or how they said things or how they spoke. And we were, like, we, like, clowned on them. And so I thought that was really interesting as well. So it honestly made me, like, a little bit hopeful <laughs> because I feel like we have evolved a little bit. Um, not much. But in some regard, I'm like, okay, maybe that wouldn't fly nowadays, right? And people might complain about PC culture or cancel culture, any of these things um, that I think we're still figuring out how to navigate and how to hold people accountable for things. But I'd like to say like some shit would not fly in 2020 like it would have in 2010. I know looking at myself in 2010... We're going to get to that because it's just, it's a completely different era. So now we're in 2015, la, 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 la. 2015 is when Trump announced his candidacy for presidency. Um, And he started that by giving a speech at Trump Tower and um, basically saying that Mexican immigrants were rapists um on the contrary to what i just said so that was very interesting as well right because all these images and media and things allow um people like the president to run amok and basically say whatever the fuck they want because they're rich and have money and power um so they don't actually give a fuck what they're saying or who they're offending or talking about I didn't realize that was in twenty fifteen. I remember the first time I saw that clip. how do you do you all want to share what your feelings were about that clip? because I think that was a huge defining moment um in what has led us to where we are now
2: I don't think i ever I obviously didn't understand the gravity of what he was saying or what he was doing at that point um because I've heard that kind of shit all my life mm-hmm. from one one place or another, so like it didn't phase me. It's obviously different when someone is like someone in of, of his status or wealth or whatever the fuck have you um, says things like that so that I think is what bothers me because <clears throat> when you're able to do that in that kind of position people will rally around it and they'll think that their ignorant positions of racism and all of these other things are justified and they're valid and they're not. So that's what bugged me. Um, But again, it was just like, oh, another thing that happened. You know, Um, it wasn't until like he won the presidency where I was like, wow, like for real. Yeah.
1: For me, that moment was like it.
2: I knew it like because I mean, there's there's uh, there's people that, you know, there's been people over the years. I don't think it's ever gone away where this idea of. The community that I come from and the people that that represent who I am, they hate us and they will tear us down and try to rip us apart for where we come from or what we look like. And so that truth is ingrained in me. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So when it affects me, like in my face, on that scale, like I I have to kind of reevaluate how things are. And so when he won the presidency, I was like you know, this this idea of like who we are as a country cuz you know, I'm I'm still I'm here. I live I'm a part of American society. I'm a Mexican American. So when he won the presidency, like it was it was just weird, you know? Like it didn't hurt as much as it was like strange to me to think That's where we're going, even though I know that our numbers are up there. And as a community, there's more of us. But, like, evil is winning.
1: Right. I think for me, I feel like I knew a lot of some of the, like, um, prejudices and things. But it wasn't until I went to college that I realized the gravity of them, Um And then I really was learning more and more about white supremacy, right? And like throughout every aspect of the world. And when he made this speech, I used to watch a lot of Jon Stewart. So Jon Stewart always hated Trump for like many reasons. So I hated Trump for all those reasons. And so when he did this, it felt like a personal attack, right? And all the things I had been learning about made sense right and it was cemented when he actually won the presidency and so i did feel very broken and maybe that's a generational difference right because um i was born the same year as the rodney king riots right which is a for a lot of um, american people um like younger American millennials, I guess that was like a huge turning point in like them remembering discussions on race in America. Right. Cause that created race, um, riots in the street type things. Um, however, I, I was a baby. Right. So like I, if I'm not mistaken, it was in 94. So like, I wouldn't have remembered that. And it's not like my mom was having discussions on race. Like I would have liked, um, as a young person. Right. And so that Thing cemented a lot for me um, and broke me in a lot of ways, but also solidified and gave me the example to use for all the things I had just learned in school, right? So it also fueled me in a lot of ways to say, fuck this shit. Um, I want to dismantle it. Um, so that's what I'll share on that. Also in 2015, 10 days after that fool made his announcement, was the Supreme Court ruling that gay marriage was legal legalizing same-sex unions nationwide so that was really cool i remember like feeling like oh, okay this place might well, there might be a little bit of joy a little bit of hope um and so it was really nice to see that that joy even though there's a lot more rights to fight for within the queer community <clears throat> also in 2015 doo doo drug lord joaquin el chapo guzman escapes for a second time
0: (laughs) why did you
3: say it all because it's
1: so funny to me from his cell at a Mexican high security prison I though I am anytime we talk about him I understand that there's a lot of problematic shit within there but I also understand how iconic it really (laughs) can also be seen as because wow do you remember that did you watch that documentary with uh Kate Del Castillo and Sean Penn
2: I don't think I watched
1: you should watch it it's actually entertaining as hell um but yes that also happened in 2015 um the United States and Cuba diplomatic ties are restored after Fidel Castro's 1959 revolution that happened in 2015 what the heck what else happened all right 2015 oh my god star wars the force awakens is released earning more than two billion at the box office worldwide um panama papers happened in 2016 damn they jumped uh prince was found dead i was very sad about that shit 2016 was rough for those celebrity deaths as well um, I remember being I was leaving my business media class and someone's like Prince died and I was like no and I went to my car and
3: cried. I was on to wind to cry because that was my favorite. You were at what? I was on my way to a lunch at my internship with FC Dallas and we were in a car and I was freaking out and I started crying and they were like, I couldn't believe them Well, we were very
1: attached to Prince. Apparently, um, lots of more bad news, more shootings. I don't want to announce them anymore because this is making me sad. Um, In Texas, that was also the July 7th shooting that we discussed in that news discussion yesterday and how that completely shifted Dallas and made Dallas a very, very, very pro-police city, which is part of the reason why we have not maybe had an uprising like I want to because we are so pro-police because of that July 7th shooting. And if you listen to this entire podcast, we are constantly alluding to that moment because it was a very huge shift locally can you agree with that raffi or you can disagree i can <laughs> la 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 la. the olympics happened that year and some moan biles was a bad bitch and she still is and she's only become more amazing um that's also the year that colin kaepernick started kneeling la 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 ja <laughs> angelina jolie and brad pitt divorced i care a lot about that clearly um god there is so much terrible things um that's also when that tape came out about him grabbing by the poose. um the cubs want break the billy goat curse i didn't know there was a billy goat curse but they broke it um we got a new president and um then in 2017 he was sworn in then in february of 2017 Um, A podcast and art collective was created. Wow, I can't believe that made the big insider news. That's crazy. The (laughs) Colores Collective was started in 2017. Uh, Serena Williams beat her sister to win the Australian Open while secretly eight weeks pregnant with her fucking first child like a literal icon. (sighs) Also in February 2017, Pat, your favorite moment. La La Land was mistakenly announced as the best picture <laughs> Pat said, 2019 can you believe La La Land and I was like nope that was definitely
3: two years ago I have yet to see La La Land I still am choosy not to watch it that's fine
1: oh Aaron Hernandez passed away that year that was that's a story ah are they making a film on that nope okay thank you everybody we're going great we're still here 2017, woo woo. And basically, since then, you can listen to the Colores and fill out what has happened since. None of this madness has stopped. The Me Too movement started in 2017. L- literally, the rest of this shit has a bunch of shootings and terrible, terrible things that have not stopped happening. I'm trying to find more positive news. We are in 2018, nothing in 2017 was positive. 2018, the Eagles beat the New England Patriots.
2: No one cares. Oh,
1: okay. He decided to speak again. There was another shooting. This is really actually heartbreaking to go through. I'm going to be very honest with y'all. None of that was positive since 2017. Right? Right. Wow. Um. Then there were some... Lots of marches were happening, continued to happen, which I would say also were in response marches became more normalized after the black lives matter movement so everybody was critical of black lives matter movement and calling them thugs and all these bad names and insinuating terrible terrible ideas and then as soon as like basically anybody else felt under attack under trump and then they finally were doing these things and no longer was it a thug thing to do it was like oh it's a march for our lives it's the woman's march get your pussy hat out We're going to fix white feminism, even though we voted 53% for him. (sighs) I'm sorry, y'all. I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, 2018 is also when I guess those images um, from the border really started coming out. Ay, Dios mio. All right. I'm trying to look for good news. Is there any good news, baby? I don't know. Brett Kavanaugh happened last year. Jesus. What, Pat? What were you going to say? No, it would take us back in time. Okay. Well, this is all 2018. Now we're in 2019. And we've really just been here. The U.S. Women's National Soccer Team wins for the fourth time. There you go. And that brings us to Dirk, 2019. Dirk retired in 2018.
3: We didn't mention that
1: one. That was 2019. That just happened, Pat. Oh, Oh,
3: yes. oh it was i think i mixed up what the season starts
1: um jeffrey epstein which was a big deal to white people <laughs> i have a theory that white people all of them care way too much about jeffrey epstein because i hear nobody else talking about it like them um and then that's when they were like let's go check out what donald trump's doing with ukraine and i mean with russia because this is weird and there, we're still on that. So we haven't really moved past that. And now we're going into 2020 and we're wondering if we're going to impeach this motherfucker. Um, so with that said, I think that is my quick recap. That was not quick at all. Um, that was all the news side of things. Obviously, we could go on for about three more episodes if we digged into like pop culture news. There's lots of best of lists. I was very surprised that the AP listed Lemonade by Beyonce as their number one album of the decade. Have you listened to Lemonade, Rafael? I have. I'm surprised. Oh, actually, did you, we made you watch the film, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I made me. Damn, are you okay? Did you like it?
2: I wouldn't call it number one of the decade.
1: What would you call the number one album
2: of the decade? Um... Let me see...
1: I would call lemonade, or I would call maybe down or to pimp a butterfly.
3: Yeah, see, we were talking, me and Rafa were talking earlier that we thought to pimp a butterfly would have gone up um, a lot higher. And a lot of times when we were looking at lists for like by Billboard and Rolling Stone, a lot of them like considered lemonade like number two or three and had dark twisted fantasy my dark twisted fantasy is number (laughs) one white boys love that
1: album right so that was a really great album it really is considered by a lot of people to be kanye's very best album so i get that um i i genuinely mean white boys stand that album like they will fight for that so it makes sense i think i was just surprised and impressed by ap for naming it their number one album because of what it represents and so that makes me happy. However, they also included fucking Teenage Dream <laughs> in this list and like Control, which I love Control, but I don't think that album was that strong. Even though I love the shit out of it and I listen to it a lot. I don't know that it is a top 10 album of the decade for me. You can kill me later or like get mad at me. I don't believe that. The same way I don't believe that Bruno Mars 24K Magic should be on there, but that's a personal preference, right? Um, so with any of these lists... We all have personal preferences because we have personal emotion connection to these songs. Um,
3: Pat, what are you about to say? My only point is that a lot of times um, there's Afro-Latinx and Latinx erasure for many of these lists. Absolutely. So that
1: is, like, why they create their own list because they don't even consider them a part of American music. Um, So, yeah, that's a good point. And the closest
3: representation we got, and I say that because the white people, like, want to count it as a Latinx thing is Rosalia so I would
1: not argue Spanish. but like this year was obviously a shift for that and I think we were were we interviewed this year or last year with um UTA for their short horn that about the music
3: year. um that was 2018 wasn't it
1: I thought it was earlier this year I honestly don't remember anymore um but that was a really int- uh discussion as well because there was a like a re- not a rebirth like it never went away but there was like a resurgence of acceptance from american culture for like bad bunny and from these very white latino like reggaetoneros um and so there's like a different acceptance for rosalia but i would still argue that someone like bad bunny was bigger um because he was working with people like drake and rosalia we have not seen that from um but yeah this list is really interesting Everybody, list your top album of the decade. Go. Top five. Go.
2: No. No? I can't.
3: You can't. What's the first ones that come to mind? I know two of mine. Um, I definitely would c- include um A Seat at the Table on there. Yeah. A Seat at the Table's good. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly's definitely, like, probably top. Um, Maria Jose's Club Negro. For- that's
1: you. That's so you.
3: Um... K- turn out is ninety nine point nine percent yeah i I would agree with that one um i still
1: um try and think what else well you gave us your initial one so that's good rafa what do you got your top initial first thought top albums of the decade I don't
2: know i I don't know if it's just me being old, but for me the music thing is different now, Cause like I don't like to me it used to be you list you go buy an album and you listen to the whole thing. I still and, do
1: that but I guess in a different way.
2: So that's what I'm saying like a di- I go through an album but the whole idea of it um I think because of the circumstance of how you listen to music now is different um my shifting has changed to like if even if it's a good album if I can experience it in a different way then it means that much more to me. Um and Back when I was younger, this whole idea of like going to like Tower Records or Blockbuster Music or Sound Warehouse, Blockbuster
1: Music, yeah, or
2: like like buying you know a, a CD or a cassette or whatever, and like going through the process of putting in all of this work to like take in the music. Whereas now I can make a song on my laptop and put it out and listen to it and have thousands of people connect with it. Like, to me, it just feels different. So I think my appreciation for music has has changed in a way. So my thought process That's doesn't go into, like, what is the greatest album? Huh.
3: Because um, of how you're consuming it now. Right. I mean, like, even when I was listening I... to albums and stuff I listened to in the early 2010s to now, I thought about the fact that, like, what you're saying is, like, literally, I got what spotify became a big thing in like mid like 2014 2015 when it finally got really popular and started people started purchasing the account Mm -hmm. and before that we were listening through like i think we were still like purchasing albums digitally or downloading them illegally yeah or listening through pandora um and i know some people like even still We're only listening through the stereo or through stuff like that. I Um, was
1: buying CDs because I had an old car and I couldn't listen to an aux cord. So I was definitely still purchasing mm -hmm. like albums. I still do purchase CD albums or vinyls if I really, really like the, if I know it's going to be something. (laughs) What? Vinyl. I know, but if it's multiple. Vinyl. It's still like that? Vinyl. Pat didn't know that.
2: (laughs) She's the one who taught me that.
1: She just nodded with you and agreed, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure Pat taught me that, and we've said vinyls. Jesus, listen, I came from a Spanish-speaking woman, okay? Um, Anyways, me and my vinyls, um, we get purchased, (laughs) and... Uh, no, I think that's very true, though. I think you're speaking to something that like we're not even a lot of people are purists, right? Or like they'll only listen in a certain way. And I'm kind of like that. You can ask Pat, like people will be like, have you listened to this album? And I'm like, no, I want to go home. I want to be by myself. I want to listen to this thing front to back. Right? Like when Dam came out. We- when Dam came out, I did that. When Solange's new album came out, I did that. Yeah, and that's When not Tyler's me. album came out, I did right, that. That's like,
2: not me saying that I wouldn't listen to an album like in its entirety, even though like it's digital. Um, or, or however, right? But, um, like, the experience around taking the music and consuming it is different. For so sure. the way I go through that now is different to me. And granted, I'm older, and, yeah, like, I've gone through experiences where I'm here now. And so, like, to me, it's hard to say I have a favorite album of this decade When like my primary consumption of music is rap, but rap is to me trash because like if I listen to some rap music and I go to a show like those two don't don't mix and
1: What, what kind of show?
2: Like, I hate going to rap shows because I feel like they're all terrible. Oh, you mean just a rap show. Right.
1: Okay, I was like, are you talking about something else?
2: No, and and so this whole idea of, like, what does the show mean? And so the theatrics behind the presentation of the music and what it means to an artist versus what I connect with, to me, is, like, so intricate and complicated and delicate and meaningful that it's hard for me to decipher between one and the other when there's like so much coming out Um and a lot of other things too so for me it's just like okay well I fuck with rap more than anything but it's hard for me to name one of my top albums of the decade because I don't think it would be rap and then if it is rap you know it would probably that's be okay. yeah no it probably would be some you know it if it's not like good kid mad city or what? something like that no you know what I'm saying what
1: Oh my (laughs) God, thanks.
2: Stop. Can you believe? (laughs) Oh, God.
1: What the fuck? No,
2: but I'm saying what I'm saying is like, I wouldn't call it my top album. Okay. But in the fact of the realm that I've existed in, that's probably the closest that I would get to saying this is, you know, a top album of that.
0: I agree. Oh my God, I agree. Up. I agree.
2: And, and then I think about the other stuff and it's like, what else am I into? And yeah. what are the other things that I, I, I really find um, meaningful that meant a lot to me? And I mean, it's hard to go through that too, because even with the idea of connecting to the things that have made me who I am, there's new shit happening. And it's like, you know, like n- even now within the past two or three years of us doing this Decolores thing, like... All of these artists that we're cool with now from Dusty to to Savani and all of these people doing like this new wave twist on stuff that we grew up with, but finding ways to interpret it to where it's relevant to the newer generation. I'm like, man, this is crazy. I've never heard anything like this. And it means so much to me because you're combining all of these worlds. So it's like, how do I, you know, how do I prioritize my list? And yes, it's, it's, it sounds like it's, it's a very it's,
1: stressful point for you. Yeah. Um, which is fine and understandable. I usually hate making best of or favorite lists or whatever. Um, but i'm gonna I'm listing the first things that come to mind. So for me, it would obviously be like lemonade. then it would obviously be like blonde. It would obviously oh, be blonde. channel Orange. Yeah. It would obviously be damn to pimp a butterfly. Um, I honestly also really liked um, Solange's albums, both of them. Both the last two to me were both really powerful. Blood Oranges was really great as well. Um, Not the most recent Pulse one. What was the one before that? Negro Swan I really liked as well. Um, So those are the first ones that come to mind to me personally. Um, But yeah, there's there's lots of different areas to tackle it. I you know I'm a playlist bitch, so like I will make playlists full of all these different songs that kind of cover all the different areas um so that means y- y'all can probably not list your favorite two films of the decade they top off the top moonlight. of your head Moonlight.
0: mine's wow. moonlight and sorry uh, to bother
3: you i really love sorry to bother you it really shook mad me. max fury roads on there for me too wow that
2: was a good one
0: um
3: i really liked ex machina you sound sad. Are you okay? No, my voice. Or was, it's I don't like know. sexy. Her voice was like. I'm, I'm really, trying to sound really, really like. Likes, I'm real. am um, trying X, to sound like a real. Call like, me sexy. Cinephile. Machina. I, I really want to be a Cinephile right now, and
1: that's Sex what I'm machina. About. Ex
2: machina. My bad. Actually, that stays on my continue um, watching for Netflix. So props machina. on that one. Yeah, that, that was that one. was super fucking tough. Ooh, when that knife goes in. I
1: need to watch it. I haven't seen it in like a couple as fuck. years. Mm-hmm.
2: I want to stab someone like that. Like, Spoiler mm, alert. No, just, just kidding. kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Don't want to stab anyone. I'm not a oh psycho. My,
1: did you just say that? And I just kept <laughs> going. I was yes. like, yeah, me go ahead. Um TV shows. Go.
2: Well, my favorite movie.
1: Go, mijo, pues. Go. In 2011
2: there was a film released. Not um,
1: Contagion, Go to Hell.
2: <laughs> I think it was 2000 It was either 2011 or 2010.
3: <laughs> so glad to see that. Actually, I thought th- I thought it came out like um like can 20 Google, it. Google 2013 because it w- I remember watching it I checked it out from the library and watched it too I was in college Watched it when I before I moved back
2: 11 I was right Thank you bye Damn, I
3: thought it was the year before
2: I, I moved
3: back Damn Nicki Minaj I guess I was just really Shit. late on watching it cuz I checked Nicki it out Nicki Minaj
1: has transformed in 10 years that bitch is gone MIA where you at sis she got her little abuser what's boyfriend what's some other
3: movies Husband was was Contagion your only movie you're fine. gonna highlight?
2: That is the only film in the last ten years. Yikes! That I care about. I really um, one of my favorites would definitely be No Country for Old Men. <laughs> you just was quoted that. that today? I, qu- I literally quote that. Like when that was no in the Co- last ten years.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was almost past ten years. I thought it was like 2000.
0: You know what movie I liked a
1: lot? Oh yeah, that was. Over I told 10 years you. I was ago. like, bro. I remember Fucking when that came 12 out. Twelve years later, yeah, I'm, I'm like- still. <laughs> Shook, stood, shook. You're like, damn, that was good. Titanic, bro? That was good. 2029, 20,
2: 20, <laughs> no country for old men. Yep, that was a good one.
1: Remember when Pat had his haircut? <laughs> <it> Shut <showed> up. <laughs> that was only last year. It bitch. was cute, but you look like a motherfucker, Bartim.
2: Oh, Embrace of the Serpent. I was showing that to Pat. That oh one's crazy. Oh
1: my God, no country for old men. All right. Well, I really liked Gravity as well. That was oh yeah, the other Gravity one I is a really loved. good one.
2: Gravity was good.
1: Um, TV shows go. Ah! Y'all know Breaking Bad was my bitch for a long time. I really love that shit.
2: That's still weird to me. Um, Why
1: is that so weird to you?
2: You you think that's the greatest TV show of all I, time? I I don't
1: personally currently. I, I this is a thing for me. I went through like I was obsessed with media my whole life, right? And so <clears> then once I learned about race and gender and all these things in a different way my whole life shifted yeah and so a lot of what i consume now i intentionally consume because it because it is not because it's poc driven and i'm right. allowing myself to love and celebrate only that so now my views have shifted on everything however for like the majority of my life i was consuming both like really hood shit and really white shit because the majority of what we were fed for like most of eternity (laughs) has been really white shit right i get it so like i was very very invested in breaking bad from high school throughout college and then when it ended i was like as far as like a well-rounded show it made the most sense to me it was the most well-written to me it was most well acted to me yeah and so that is the show that when I think of whatever those standards are of a great television show, it was the most fitting. Mm-hmm. Now they've made a fucking movie and all this other shit. I don't even know what happens anymore. I haven't watched it because I obviously don't care that much about it anymore. Yeah. But I think for when I was looking at that time, that was the show that to me was the most well written and had thought up its concept and followed through and timed it out well. And it wasn't dragged out. To me, that was the best TV show yeah. right now currently. If I rewatched it, I would probably not be that impressed with it. And so that's why I'm saying I was a different Eva no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. that show ended in 2013. And or I get that.
2: It and it's the same thing with me when I talk about the greatest TV show would probably be The Wire. Right. right? And so it's different. Like, you know, if I watched the show now, it wouldn't keep up with like what my favorite TV shows of the now are. But um, I guess to me, like and, and I'm not saying that Breaking Bad was terrible. Like I appreciated that show a lot. Like I watched it. And I watched the whole thing, and I was like, man, this is dope. Um, it was just interesting to me to, I guess, to to kind of see that through in, in terms of what I would consider the greatest TV show of all time versus, like, of current times. It's just, I guess it's more interesting to see, like, the paths that people take and to hear their explanation of something that you wouldn't really Like, consider. Like, it's nice to have that conversation with depth on the opposite end where I didn't really consider it that. And it's like, oh, word, I get it now.
1: Right. I also, and it's also a matter of how we consumed things, right? Because back in the day, we had to wait weekly to watch something. And I consumed Netflix. I mean, I consumed Breaking Bad via Netflix for the first three seasons. And then I, or maybe the first four. And then I was able to follow through with five which was broken up into two parts, right? Mm-hmm. Cause then they also made it film-like. And so media in general, I think we have to discuss how it was being consumed as part of how we're also emotionally connecting to what we're consuming, right? Game of Thrones, each fucking episode was a film. Yeah. The budget was film-like too. And so that's why people call nowadays the greatest, what is it? Like the golden age of, of television because everything is of such high quality. And so now that I've had this shift personally in what I'm viewing and consuming, I don't know what my greatest thing of all time is because I wasn't watching things with a racial equity lens in 2012. Like I was watching it cause I was enjoying it. And I didn't think of like white people the same way I think of them now. Right. And so I think there's different layers to how we consume things. However, to me, For like a well-rounded, well-written show, that's what made the most sense to me because each episode had me on the edge of my seat. And it created all those feelings that you want to feel in a TV show, which is like, get me wanting more and also make it make sense. And it did it really well. Yeah. So that's what that was for me for a really long time. The same way I was about The Office. You can ask Pat. I was the biggest Office stand for a long time. I have three fucking bobbleheads. I own several of the season's hard copy like i was an og now again when these things become oversaturated i've kind of disconnected because i'm like i'm like pat taught me to be a hipster i was like "Mm, it's too cool now pat
2: taught you to be a hipster
1: that's also what happened in the last decade of my life
3: (laughs) she won't look at me but she knows it's true Um, why are
1: you
2: smiling though pat why are you smiling no i'm
3: like because i'm letting y'all talk i still honestly i can't even think of a, a tv show that I would consider something that's like my top from the 2010s. But like, like
2: for
1: me, it was The Office and it was Breaking Bad. I can't like, think those of anything. My oh,
2: I'm bringing up all this old shit that I'm still watching Yeah, from Grandpa. That's what I That sounds
3: like I don't Well,
2: have... Futurama, the last episode aired Aww. in 2013. You know what so. show
1: I really loved? Chewing Gum. And like she didn't do another season. But to me, that was hilarious
3: and brilliant. And I absolutely loved show. it. I like Black Mirror a lot. This last season that they released, though, was real weird.
1: See, and when I think of a best TV show ever, I want it to be good as hell, start to finish, a well-rounded thing. I don't want season two to suck, season three, which I know the office, you can say whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, I want it to be good as hell from top to finish, which is not what happens anymore. Because, again, we have oversaturation of TV shows. It's hard to do
2: that after The Wire existed.
1: All right. Well, I think we can round up. I still need to finish, watch
0: that show. I think
1: we can finish our um, decade list, our decade 2019, 2010 to 2020 roundup. And we can jump into our next segment. This was the wine, a long aged wine. It went long oh as fuck. Oh my God.
2: Fucking, we're at two hours and 10 minutes. Yikes. No, we are.
1: This is the last episode of the Decade Bitches. They're going to expect an epic. Like the Ten Commandments, the Ten Crack (laughs) Commandments. All right. So now we are jumping into Dear Eva. So we're going to read some from that that they sent in last episode that we didn't get to read last time. But I touched on them briefly and I didn't want to be rude and ignore you. So,
3: Dear Eva, I had been talking to a guy for four months and recently I haven't heard from him. It's been about a week. Part of me wants to just move on and let him be the, and let him be. But the other part of me is genuinely worried about him. Should I continue trying to reach out to him and hoping he will reach out too? Thank you, Eva.
1: Oh, she didn't say that, but thank you. Um, uh, <coughs> I <coughs> Rafa, did you write this? No. Okay, I was like, why is he choking? Um Colonel. I think I briefly said this last time. Don't reach out. I know it's hard to not want to reach out. I'm kind of the bitch that I'll reach out like once, maybe twice. But if you ignore me, bitch, I'm gone. Like I hate, I hate being ignored. I think it is very um, disrespectful. And I think that if you would like to be dating someone with good communication skills, that is the least they can do is respond. With that said, I hope that you have not continued reaching out to them. If someone cannot respond to you after four months of communicating where you're getting to know each other, I don't know how much y'all have built. I don't know how much of a connection there is. Are y'all just texting and you never really hang out? I don't know the full details. However, what we're not going to do is have me looking like a damn fool chasing after your ass to respond to my ass. So if that's how you feel about me and you don't have the balls, yes, I said balls to fucking respond to me. We're going to keep it moving. He's not worth your time. I'm sorry. I know it hurts. It doesn't feel good. It's not a great feeling. Ghosting is trash as hell. And I wish motherfuckers would come to my face and say boo instead of disappearing like a ghost because I would really prefer that. And it's not easy. It's not fun. But wh- why would you want to waste your valuable time on someone who does not have the um, decency to even respond and tell you they might not be interested anymore or never were. So... Move with that how you will. I hope you realize that is more telling about that person and their journey and not of you and yours, okay? So, I know this is late. Hopefully, you have not kept texting him, sis. Oh, my God. Pat, next one. Are you ready? It's that little one. That, no, the one on the right.
3: Yikes. Okay. Should I stop being friends with my wife? passing white privileged lifelong best friend friend of 15 years
1: um so this is super vague and I think I said that last episode as well (laughs) um I need more context on what they're doing if it's just because they're white passing um that's a personal choice so you can decide that however if they are genuinely not being a good person um and they're not they're doing something or they're not acknowledging their privilege or they're navigating life in a way that could be harmful to you or someone close to you or that you do not like, and you'd rather have a boundary set with, I think you can go ahead and do that. Um, I take my friendships really seriously, but if someone really um, disrespects me or um, we can't come to a mutual understanding and talk about our issue and then move forward, I typically am okay with the boundary and I allow it to be, Because there's some other underlying issues that I don't have to take care of for them that they need to figure out for themselves. Um, So if you're feeling this way, I would definitely say look into it. Because if you're going to carry those negative feelings in your friendship, I wouldn't want them there. So um, figure out what that is and then decide from there. (coughs) Fuck, I'm so sorry. I'm getting so dry. Pat, next one. Girl,
3: dear Eva,
1: please cut that. I'm not trying to sound mean to Pat, but she, it's one question on there. How's she gonna say this one?
3: You are okay. I'm gonna start over again. Good
1: job. Thank you.
3: <laughs> dear Eva, you are a wonderful representation for self love. My baby sis needs to meet you.
1: It's $200 a pop. I will be posted up at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm just kidding. Thank you so much. That's very sweet. I really appreciate that. I didn't even know you had a little sister. Um, but, um, it's very interesting to uh, be an image of self-love to people. Cause like I said earlier, I'm working on it every day and it's not easy and it's a choice that I'm making to do, but I'm glad to see that you, um, you you see that because uh, I feel it and I work on it and I hope that everybody can be on a journey to self love because it's quite quite often saving me, T B H, in the times like this. Then I believe this is our final question. Go, Pat.
3: Why do I feel compelled to engage in Facebook arguments? <laughs> Mainly with Trump apologists and weird religious people. They're clearly insanely stubborn, and it always frustrates me and shoots my anxiety level through the roof. Yet it doesn't stop me.
1: Ooh, Pat gave us the theatrics, honey.
3: (laughs) Am I addicted to something surrounding the situation? What can I do to stop?
1: So, first question. You are into that because you're passionate about what you believe in. And you want to stand up for what you believe in. And I think that's a very powerful thing to do and a beautiful thing to do. And that speaks to your true character. So that makes a lot of sense as to why you feel compelled to do that. However, I do believe there is a time and place to value yourself more than to value these motherfuckers opinions. So perhaps there is something in you that maybe had to always fight for your own voice and you kind of grew up with this around you. And so you assumed that this was natural and healthy and normal. And there's ways to have healthy discussions. However, if your anxiety is increasing and you genuinely physically do not feel well, I would, uh, encourage you not to do that anymore. Um, because your body is speaking to you and telling you that it doesn't like it. Um, and frankly i don't think it's worth your time if racists or sexists or homophobes or whoever believe what they want to believe they're going to believe and fight for that until they decide they don't want to right and i don't know that us arguing with them is going to fix that um So again, a lot of us are used to toxic love in a lot of different ways and we don't even realize it because it's how we were raised and we were surrounded by thinking that these fights and arguments and things are natural and healthy and just a part of being human. And I don't think they have to be. I think there's ways to have civil discussions um, and disagreements. However, I don't know that that's the way to do it. So I wish you a journey to um, steer away from that And really, just to ignore it, I'm not saying you have to... (coughs) I'm sorry, my throat is getting so dry because I'm talking too much. But I'm not saying that to pretend these people don't exist because I think that's also unhealthy to get into our own bubble. However, be mindful of your own energy. Protect your energy. And I know we've talked about that a lot this year. So focus on that because what is arguing with these people gonna really do for you um rafa do you have any advice on that i feel like you kind of have a maybe a slight different opinion to that what was the question bruh <laughs> it's fine we're gonna keep going because this episode's really long but it was about arguing with people on facebook about like white supremacy and things that you don't agree with so if you're arguing with a white res- white supremacist do they have respect for you Right. No, they naturally already have power, right? Because who holds power in the in the world? White people. So you have to also think of it from a power dynamic and who holds power. Um, And then valuing your, your self and your energy because they want to tear you down. That's exactly what they want to do. So we don't want you to let them win. Um, So hopefully that helps you on your journey into the new year so that you can be mindful of your energy and protect it for the right moments. Right. And, and be able to have those discussions with people who might actually listen and who you can help transform in that way. Other than that, I don't know that it's worth your time in this day and age. And it's really sad to say, but you gotta, you gotta protect yourself. Like I said earlier, cause if you don't, who else will? With that said, that wraps up our dear Evos for today. Now it is time for self care corner. It is the final episode of the year. I would like you all to share something that you have discovered is a great form of self-care for yourself. Patty, would you like to start? Do you have a book for us today?
3: Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm still reading that book to get, um, help and resources and things for myself. Um, it's just validating me to like make boundaries with people. Like it's okay to have boundaries with people even if you love them and y'all have healthy relationships Mm. um that means me like being okay with like distancing myself with from someone because i don't want to give that much energy tea or um being okay with like staying home and like choosing not to go to a show for the billionth time um i know shading yourself i am shading myself i know Um, because I think this was the first year that I like was okay with like not going to shows like I used to like have to be like I need to see all of this stuff and obviously like we got busier this year I got more active with the library and I was like no it's okay if I like don't go see this band because my health and being able to stay at home is more important Um, so yeah um, that's just some things I've done that I've made sure to take care of myself and growing healthy relationships and friendships with people that um validate me like being fine with not going out or posting everything on the internet. Um I did that a lot, which was kind of nice just like hanging out with people and not feeling obligated to post everything on social media cuz that don't mean nothing. So, yeah. That's just some st- hot takes I took for myself for this year. <laughs> I always say hot takes. Yeah, I'm like, is that how you say I don't that? know why I always say that. <laughs> that
1: did, that was not a hot take, baby, but I'm proud know, of you.
3: I know, I said hot take again um, when I don't mean hot take, but yeah. That was just my things that I took into consideration for myself in 2019. Your personal takes.
1: Yes. I like it. Thank you for sharing. I'm all into the boundaries. I will give you snaps for that for sure. <laughs> Raphael, what do you got?
2: I will say yes to the boundaries because fuck people.
0: This. are you okay okay tell I'm us kidding. more no
2: I'm you joking. don't have to be <clears throat> no i'm i'm i am joking about that um i don't mean fuck people like i hate everyone because i do to you know to, so i i have to say that uh i cannot <laughs> no i feel like my outlook has always been grim and for as long as we've been doing this podcast i've always been like very pessimistic about a lot of things and feeling like the reality of this world and how things can be so just so uh, negative and mean and people are just i don't i don't think that human beings are inherently evil right i don't believe that but i feel like there's enough um there's enough things provoking us and pushing us um to to just not be happy and to get caught up in the whatever of of what we think this thing called life is um and it makes us lose sight of a lot of things that are important to us and so i've been trying to like scale back on mm. my negative outlook and really be open to some of the things that you know bring me joy even if it's a tiny amount of joy i'm like oh this is kind of fun or this is kind of cool and i think i owe a lot of that to my nephews Yes, specifically Emiliano. He's um he's the the second oldest, and so he has two siblings um, that are younger than him, and he has one older brother. And but he's the first one that'll like if there is someone giving out like, and he's he's actually done this. Like if there's someone giving out like ice cream cones, he'll get three and give them gone. to his brothers first and then go back and get in line to get one for him. And um yeah and then at Thanksgiving um a friend of mine Miguel uh came over to have Thanksgiving dinner with us. And we had already eaten but he wanted to stop by and you know he's been a close friend of the family. And so um we serve him a plate and then I go sit with him at the table cuz everyone else is like already watching. Eaten, yeah, so. already eating or they're watching the game. And so I go sit with him, but I don't have any food in front of me. And so then Emiliano sits on my lap, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm keeping Miguel company. And he was like, why? Because y'all are friends? And I was like, yeah, we are friends. And he was like, so y'all like each other? And I was like, yeah, he's he's <laughs> one of my good friends. And he was like, so y'all tell each other jokes? <laughs> it was It was just so innocent, right? My eyes and are watering and we do tell each other <laughs> jokes I a soft beach, and I do like Miguel and he's like you know he's one of my really good friends and 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 I care for him deeply and and that was it and I told him yeah we were telling each other jokes and so he like <laughs> shrugged his shoulders like okay and then went, went back about to his the kids. yeah and so it could th- things can be so simple they
1: put a, the kids put things into perspective so,
2: yes and it it made things so clear and I'm like yeah I get you know and I haven't been a good friend. And, you know, that's a reality that I, I've i been trying to, like, you know, correct in my life. And there's a lot of people that I feel like I've done wrong because I haven't been there for them. And a lot of people have distanced themselves. And I'm hoping that I can be a person that can realize that and then, you know, make the change to be better. And mm-hmm. I don't, it's not going to be overnight. And I don't think that it's something that I'm going to be like, I was perfect in this becoming a better person kind of like pursuit right but um, I have to thank my young nephew because like that little moment and even Miguel I don't see him all the time and I don't talk to him all the time but he's always been there for our family he's always been a really good friend um, and that little moment of my nephew telling me oh y'all yeah, are friends you tell each other jokes and it was just that simple thing of like yeah we share these moments of joy and it's someone that I can rely on and, and call a friend um you know, it reminded me like I need to I need to be appreciative and grateful for that because you don't get that from everybody. Mm-hmm. And and um so yeah, like finding those little moments and finding a way to be open to being better ultimately will lead me to being happier. So Wow. Yeah.
1: We love to see it. I'm actually very proud of both of you because those are big things on your own personal journeys and I appreciate you sharing them with us all. Um so, yeah, I love that. I love boundaries and I love finding more joy and being more intentional about our friendships and relationships and things because I agree. I think those are what is most fruitful in life a lot of times is those connections and the love that they bring and the moments of joy. So, yay. I I really appreciate both of you sharing that with What's me. What's yours? Oh, my gattos. Um, hmm. My self-care I guess for the year is understanding the nuance and I guess I mentioned it a little bit last episode but it really kind of um, relates to everything because there's so much pain happening and I was really really intentional about my healing this year and like tapping into my intuition this year. And a lot of times I hear from people like, oh, you have your shit together and this and that. And it's weird because I don't feel that way at all (laughs) by any means. And like I even even after we won this DOMA, I was like, I still feel depressed. Like I feel weird because I feel like I'm supposed to feel really happy and like. I do in a lot of ways but i can't feel it if that makes sense like i know i i I am showing joy but i don't feel it like i want to which is how i know i still am not 100 percent better and i don't know if i ever will be right but Mm -hmm. i'm still understanding that like life is layered and like you have experiences that will lead to different feelings and you'll have people you'll have to set boundaries with and you'll have people that you can return to after a few months or years and say hey miguel you are my friend and you mean a lot to me and we are laughing and this is nice. Right. And so really understanding the like layers in who we are and how we're working on ourselves and giving us ourselves the grace to feel confused and conflicted and a little bit hurt, but also feeling joy and just tapping into that acceptance of self and of the nuance in pursuit of bettering yourself. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does to me when I'm saying it right now, but I think really leaning into who we are and accepting ourselves to continue forward Um, because I don't have my shit figured out. I just look like I do, right? Right. And we're all on our own separate journeys and we don't have to compare ourselves to each other and we don't have to have malice for one another. And we really can love and support each other on our own journey in our own ways and understand the brilliance in Rafa is different than the brilliance in Eva then it's different than the brilliance in Pat. And none of us have to have negative feelings towards each other based on that. Right. And we can be our own great selves and love ourselves and the people around us. Um, and that's it. And so I think that's what I've really learned this year. Cause I felt like I lost a lot of people in a way. And like, I keep hearing things on like <laughs> movies and stuff where like, Oh, if you keep moving up in life, you're going to lose a lot of people. And I'm like, I hate that concept. I don't like that idea. And I don't want that for myself. Um, but I also understand and value the people that really are down for me the way I am down for them as well and so really just being mindful of that and so it's a really terrifying concept um that I'm currently still figuring out but I think that's the beauty in genuine connection and really knowing yourself and what's best for you and setting those boundaries and really a mix of everything we're saying um, because none of these things work alone um So, yeah, I think that's my self care for the year and and figuring that out and knowing that we don't know how to figure these things out. The same way we were at a healing circle the other day, and I said, Hey, guys, we don't know how to heal. Right? Like, that's why self care corner is a big deal because I'm trying to give y'all advice that I'm figuring out too, because I don't know what I'm doing. Right? I go to therapy once a week, have been for the past two, three years now. And I still don't know what I'm doing. And I'll still cry about the thing I walked in and cried on when I got there, right? And maybe I won't. And there's other things I I can talk about without crying now. And that's how I've made progress in other ways. But understanding that it's not linear is is probably my big, there's lots of things I'm saying now, but I hope it all makes sense. And you realize how cohesive it is on your own journey, Um, which is just that it's yours. It's no one else's. Woo Jesus. All right. That is our self-care corner for the year. Woo. For the decade. For the decade. Woo! My throat is really dry. Woo! Thank you. This is where we typically do upcoming the colores events. So I wanted to recap and I'm gonna pass it to Rafa because my throat is so dry. <laughs> Cause this is a long episode. <clears throat> the dallas observer music awards can you tell our audience about it and i'll chime in where i can
2: so we went um to the (laughs) celebration to this event we barely knew Um, we were nominated yeah well the thing was like um in terms of podcasting we had you know we knew that we were there and, and and um we were under the category of best radio show slash podcast. And um, so it was cool to see, like, so many people come out um, and kind of rally around this idea of the things that Dallas can celebrate about itself, right? Um, So I think our award was one of the first ones. Yeah, it was, Is, like, one of the first three or four. Yeah. And so it was really funny because, you know, the other people that we were up against um, – Like, they were announcing all the nominees, and we were waiting. And ours was the last nominee to be named. And they took forever to announce the winner. And so, ultimately, they announced us. And it was really cool because we have gotten a lot of support from the Dallas Observer. Um, And we've been named, like, best podcast before. We were
1: named best podcast from their best of this year.
2: Right, for podcasts. correct? And so, this was a little bit different because we were then shoved into the category of best radio show slash podcast. And so it was just cool. Like it, it's nice to see people respecting the work that we're doing um, because we do have a lot of fun, but I promise you that the fun we're having is supported by work tenfold. Absolutely. Um, And so it was really cool to just be out there and like show up with our crew and, and, you know, see our name on a big screen as as a podcast that's celebrating Dallas. For sure.
1: Uh, so I'm going <coughs> to chime in a little bit. because Thank you, Pat. I got a little more water. Um, but I thought it was really unorganized. <laughs> so that's the tea I was going to tell my people. And y'all know I'm just. Yeah, I mean,
2: we had to RSVP by email by a certain date, and they didn't even check our... I could have walked in with half a cherry wood. They wouldn't have fucking known who we were.
1: (laughs) And just said you were no check-in, no no sign-in, no nothing, no badge nothing whatsoever we just like said yep i'm a nominee and like walked right in so that was kind of messy and then the first like four or five awards didn't get to go give a speech because they were just listing it off like they were like here's the nominees here's the winner here's the nominees here's the winner and so we were like do we get to go up there they didn't even tell us there was an award to go pick up like it was a mess so i don't think they were intentionally like ignoring us and not giving us speeches i didn't mean it in that way But it was so unorganized that, like, the people announcing didn't even give the people time to, like, thank anyone. And some of us were there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so I know Sam Lau, who was, like, standing with us for a minute, was like, y'all should have been able to go up there. And so when she got to present, I think she might have been the first one that was like, y'all come give a speech. And I was like, damn. And Mr. Pookie. Shout out, Mr. Pookie! I was so excited. It took me about a minute. That. I didn't realize it I was like, oh, him no, at first. Mr. I turned around.
2: Yeah, because he was like standing sideways. I was, and I didn't realize. That. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's Mr. Pookie. I was
1: so excited. <laughs> um, so it was really cool to see that and be in that room. The other really dope, dope, dope part was Miss Erica Badu got awarded the same night we did. And that was very meaningful to me because I have, I have like a deep, deep, deep connection to her. I know Rafa's gonna make fun of me, but like <sighs> the Pisces bitch in me loves the Pisces bitch in Erica and just all her music and everything she stands for and represents. For the most part, she's been a little bit problematic the last few years, but I still love you. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was really dope to see her and to see her shout out, like, all her Dallas people and bring them on stage and show them love. Like, it was just so, so dope to see. It was really, really um, a beautiful energy to be around. And then, like, we went and partied a little bit afterwards.
2: And so then. And some of our friends won. Yeah, Some of our other friends were nominated. Um, It was cool to see a lot of people that we knew and that we've, like, shared experiences with so or worked with or
1: collaborated with it was cool it was fun but we were at the end we're like we're ready to go we're tired it had been over two and a half hours and they still weren't done and we were like i'm hungry i think i was like i'm hungry (laughs) um and so we all went to eat afterwards so it was still a fun experience i was just like This is interesting. Next year, I could walk my happy ass in there. Hi, I'm nominated. And, like, nothing. Um, So, it was also cool to beat uh, these old white man radio stations. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's my loud ass. Um, I didn't
2: realize what he meant when he said it's going to be a tough night for the one podcast. Because nobody
1: cheered for them. DTX Selects.
2: Right. they They were the podcast that's by the other, I guess dallas-based news media music central track Uh
1: uh-huh oh is that theirs
2: yeah oh
1: i didn't know that i actually listen to and i fuck with them
2: yeah rodney blue's dope
1: yeah it's super dope um but yeah that's that's funny i didn't realize that either um well uh i actually would love to work with dtx elect um if y'all want to work with us let me know um no for real i think it's really dope what they do and i've listened in on some of my friends that have been on there um so thank you all who voted i didn't know people really voted and someone was like i voted for you and i was like oh shit bitch (laughs) cool i dead ass was like confusion and i was like (laughs) how did okay cool thanks y'all um it was really dope. It really, really meant a lot and, and makes me feel like our city's behind us and we're moving forward. So that was really cool. Um, I'm going to give y'all a quick, wow, you all a quick sneak preview into the next year. So I'm not sure that we have anything on the calendar for January specifically. However, almost every single month after that, it's going to be loaded with shit. Um, awesome shit as you all know I believe if I'm not mistaken and we probably should have finalized some of these things but I'm gonna say it right now and hopefully all of this stays accurate from my understanding we wanted to do the theme as love which I announced a few episodes ago so the theme is love and I believe we wanted to do the art show kind of towards the end of February um, so keep that in mind. Start working on those pieces for the next Gray Space show which will be happening mid February, I believe, mid to the end of February. Um, So we will give you exact dates on that at the beginning of the next year. Um, However, do work on your pieces for gray space. Love in reference to romantic, platonic, ugly, beautiful, however you interpret that. Rafa or Pat, do you have anything else to add on that for gray space? I just thought we should get it out there so people can start working on their pieces with enough time to create those pieces. So that is an upcoming event happening at the beginning of next year. So get those pieces into us send us an email with a submission um, title subject line of gray space love so we know exactly what you're submitting to you can submit no more than three pieces that is all three pieces the pieces you submit to us are the pieces that will be in the show don't get it twisted or you will not be in the show we are being more strict with this gray space because they are beautiful and they are growing but we have to stick to our um guidelines with that said i am going to briefly announce
2: are you already i'm scared i don't know what you're announcing you are scared i'm scared
1: in march early march we will be having a woman of color comedy show round two
3: electric boogaloo
1: that's the title hey. no i'm just kidding i won't say I'm any more than that title. but it's happening round two is happening early march so y'all get ready for that it's also your girl's birthday so you better really come to that
2: yas pisces queen oh
1: my god oh, <laughs> the are you that. okay I'm so proud of you, Rafa. You've grown so much in this episode alone.
2: New uh, 2020, new year, new me.
1: Yes, King. So then, at the <laughs> end of March, what happens, Rafa?
2: Two and four, Selena. You
1: sound so excited.
2: I'm thrilled. <laughs> dos
1: catorce, Selena. Wow, dos catorce, Selena, dos catorce. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so those are some of the first things that come to mind for the start of the new year. We also have some other exciting news and projects and things that you will see coming out, but we're not going to tell you anymore. So we already gave you a little sneak preview into what's coming up for the new year. Is there anything else to share on that end, folks? No. With that said, I did want us to do a quick personal reflection on our decade in review. Who wants to start? Do y'all want me to start? Sure. Okay. Um. It has been, and I don't want to say too much because I know we're fucking over time, but it's our last one of the year. I started twenty ten. I like I said earlier in high school, and I was in high school with a lot of white people, and I was considered the hood ghetto bitch because <laughs> I was with a lot of white people, and so I felt very uncomfortable a lot of times, and I didn't know why, and I didn't understand why. Um. And I definitely felt loved and accepted to some degree. Um, but that was a different time for me, for sure. Um, and then I graduated from high school, and that was exciting because I, I had some awards and things, and I looked like I, like I was smart. Um, and, uh, I ended up getting a scholarship that I literally had to fight for, for myself, um, to get uh, essentially a full ride to UNT. So that was really cool. Cause I was the first in my family to do that. <sighs> Jesus. And then I was in school for four years and then I discovered my anxiety and depression and then from there I basically spiraled because I had um, essentially repressed all the trauma from like the past 20 years Um, and that's kind of where I've been since (laughs) is really unpacking all this shit and figuring it out and really like unlearning a lot of what I knew as history and as education and as norm Um, and honestly teaching myself how to love myself and accept myself and um, experiencing different things that shaped me by the minute and figuring out what love is and sex and lots of things I had not experienced. I did not have my first kiss till I was in college and I like kind of made it happen because I was tired of waiting and it was just a lot of self-discovery and like reclaiming myself for myself and accepting these like quote-unquote hood ghetto parts of myself and not for anybody else and like not being afraid to like own everything I was and am and love and um losing really important people to me also shaped me a lot and shook me but also meeting other incredible people like Rafael who really encouraged me to like follow whatever fucking dream I had and like as corny as it sounds like my eyes are watering because like I I literally can make a speech on this person, um, because I wouldn't have started something like the colores if it wasn't for him encouraging me, um, and like people constantly tell me how inspiring I am, and so I'm like shit. I owe that man a lot, um, cause I never had a man support me before, like ever in my life, um. <laughs> So I didn't mean to get this deep, but I did because I honestly. Oh no! Really?
3: <laughs> We're crying in the club, I, and he I says really,
1: that- really appreciate. Um, Rafael as a friend and as a person because he does not even show y'all how much he does for people. He hides, like, 80% of it and he's very humble and he's been through a shitload and he's still, like, ready to be on the front line for people. So even him admitting, like, he wants to do better at these things, I'm like, you're still pretty good, bruh, but I get it. Like, I know that's you reclaiming it for yourself and I think that's really beautiful. Um, And so the Colores itself has really... um shifted me in so many ways because I was a little girl with a dream and I kind of like threw that dream away in a lot of ways because of so much of the shit my family's been through and I just like never believed I could be a person with a voice that people actually listen to just by being myself Um, and I've been able to do that through this platform And I can only imagine where it's going to go next. And I now finally believe in myself and like I see my power and I think it's really cool and really scary (laughs) at the same time. But I hope um, that you all will follow us on this journey because I can see it really transforming both the city and the world if we let it and we continue to do it in love and in community with you all. Um, So that is what, the very vague version of the last 10 years of my life has looked like. And I'm really excited for what the new decade holds because I'm a lot more radical now and I'm ready to keep rolling with it. So there's mine.
3: And I was (laughs) like, how do we follow that? (laughs) I was trying to let y'all go first, but y'all were quiet. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't. I it's just weird for me to even think for for myself for the last ten years because um. I think we have all gone through growth and, um, I think, um, seeing myself now, I'm really happy that I've um, kind of came to myself finally. Came I kind of came to my real self and, the being that I've always was but never knew, mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate that because of the friends I've made because of the family I have within my friends um just the work that we're doing um all that stuff the passion and the work that we do because of me working in the library or even just like passion in the arts and passion in what we're doing and like for our community and for our people and like always standing up and speaking up for people like I never would have thought I'd do any of the stuff that I do now or that I'd um look out for my friends and like do stuff so um, yeah like I went back to school and I got my um, bachelor's degree and now I'm um, going into 2020 wanting to get my master's to be a librarian so yeah I don't know what else to say for myself but self growth is great (laughs) and self discovery too
1: yay thank you for sharing Pat (laughs) are we
2: all gonna cry I'm not going to fucking cry
3: (laughs) we love Rafa thank you
1: it, I mean uh, and I'm not saying it like it's all Rafa only, but like I'm not gonna
3: front and pretend I'm, that that's I'm like, like even you. You helped me get the courage to get back to school, so thanks.
2: Um thank you for sharing that, both of you. Uh I I'm not gonna fucking cry. Stop
1: it. <laughs> We're all looking it's at you okay, with our eyes dude. like our mochals and everything. I uh, didn't cry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: um No, I uh the past decade has been I think probably the I fucking hate you both
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you don't have to share if you don't want to
2: it's it I I just want to say that like yes the self-discovery thing and all of these things um like they're really cool to see and um like just the idea ever that you're like you know thanking me for for this idea of like being someone being a man who supports you and like to me that idea is crazy right because like this past decade has been the worst fucking decade ever. I like the most terrifying nightmare that I think I've ever gone through. And, um, you know, I started off the decade in a completely different place than where I'm at now. And, um, I'm thankful for everything that I've learned. And I, I've come to the realization that I will never be like the person that I idealized, myself as a young child but Mm. i'm happier every single day knowing that i'm working to get to a place of 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 uh acceptance with myself and um it means being there you know i i i know that if i can afford opportunity or support or resource or help to anyone especially people that need to be heard like you and and like pat um and it doesn't take a whole lot of work. Like, yeah, I'll get tired, or I'm up here like super late sometimes, <laughs> or I stack like a million things on my calendar any given week. But um, you know, I I acknowledge that my body needs rest, but I I'm able to do these things, and so I do them because, like, I can, and um, the 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 greater good will outweigh any sacrifice that I can make to put that out there in terms of like being supportive and, and being able to, you know, help people come to the realization that we need that because we need your voice. We need, you know, Pat's voice. We need Decolotus out here. And, um, if it means that, that, you know, I'm a part of that in, in a way of getting it out so that the community can come together, then I'm going to work for it. And you owe me absolutely nothing. You never did. And you never will. And, um, this world owes you a debt for bringing these things to light and having these conversations because there's people out there that are inspired every single day by the words that you share and are doing things. And we've seen people through our work who have grown so much who I'm like, you know, I don't know what path they would have taken, but these are people that we've seen come into their own and they're completely different people from when we met them just a short couple of years ago. Yeah, and... um I can you know I can leave this world happy, knowing that I was you know I was a part of of helping someone come to that realization in in whatever regard they might take it, but um yeah like it 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 I'd be a fool to think that I would hinder someone on that path um so why not make it a like a greater sense of community uh so yeah I mean for as dark as the decade has been, it's also you know been the brightest in some points and I'm thankful for every every bit of it
1: same relatable which I think is why retweet <laughs> retweet mile. which is why I think our next topic of love is so pivotal in that right. right because if um if we don't have love in any of this work like what's really happening right like what are we doing whether it's love for ourselves love for our community love for our family love for a person or not knowing what love is, right? Because so much of all these toxic ass things we were discussing in the decades in the news is, is also due to a lack of love as corny as it sounds. It's, it's, it's a lot of what is fueling our society. Um, so like I said earlier, thank you both for sharing. I know that was a kind of a heavy little process, but I think it's a good releasing process for us to go into the new year. And also, pat yourself on the back cuz we're still here and we made it through whatever else we've been through and we're going to keep going and we have each other in our community to keep leaning on and to keep rocking into the new decade. So, that are those are our personal updates. Do we have a special brown or black business we want to highlight
3: for this week? Um I don't think we I, don't, I don't think we i know we had mentioned it a little bit but yadi does have her own little business i know we talked about it briefly but i don't think we gave it a brown business so i just wanted to say that one
0: that's a good
3: one yadi's um i think you can find all her she stuff makes all her stuff. zines. Yeah. um all her mommy made products on her yadi Yeti duck do- com website
1: awesome what if I had? do you have a special something maybe something we've listed before and you just really feel passionate about it
2: um i'm i get really excited about all of the so there's there's a lot of markets that are happening now yes and are. it's really exciting to see um a lot of them out there doing things and seeing the growth that a that a lot of these small businesses have gone through and so i think it's cool that we're doing this small or, or this brown or black or mm-hmm. um business of color of mm-hmm. the week yeah um So, if anything, I'd say make the idea of brown business of the week a brown business of the week, right? Wow, so so meta. (laughs) What is he saying?
1: Does that even make sense?
2: Yeah, but just like, you know, looking at at it through that lens where it's like, is this something that I could get from, you know, an entrepreneur or a small business, uh, specifically a business of color, where I can be supportive, where I'm empowering my own community with with my dollar. Um, Mm. So, yeah, like a lot of these markets, I I feel like, you know, specifically artists, which is where I've always been inclined to kind of spend my money when it comes to like, you know, purchasing artwork or just getting things um, and then just seeing some of the cool stuff, whether it's like some of the homies that I know that print up shirts or you know, artists that, that do their own printing or make their own things. Um, so that's, I mean, that's dope because like, honestly, you know, it's their livelihood a lot of the time. And and um, I guarantee you the $20 for a small business will mean a lot more than the $20 you spend on Amazon or at Walmart, you know? I know. Um, so that's it. That's all I have.
1: I like that. I will say that that does bring up a good point in that like when we're talking about empowering ourselves as communities of color, like this is what that means. Right. It's like understanding the value in your dollar under capitalism. Like would you rather that go to Trump owned Mexican restaurant or would you rather that go to like actual Latino owned restaurant that hopefully they don't fucking support Trump because motherfuckers, I can't trust y'all barely either. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I would rather go to a Gloria's and know it's going to like, Jose and Maria Fuentes or whatever their name is. I'm sorry, I really butchered that. I don't know if the person's name is Gloria themselves. That would actually make a lot of sense. From Glorious? Yeah. Okay, so actual like I I really do consider like I know I go to Gloria's a lot, be- but it's because I think of it as like an actual Latino-owned restaurant and has good it food, it has a good yeah. environment, it has good happy hours. So like yes, it's a little more mainstream, but if I'm going to go and want that kind of bougie ass like Latino food, I'm going to go to Gloria's before I'm going to go to El Phoenix, which is Trump owned. Mesomaya, Maya, Trump owned. La Ventana, Trump owned, right? Not Trump owned, but Trump supporters right. own this name. now. And so I, I think that is true. The value in what um, brown and black and, and businesses of Color of the Week means. Um, also, feel free to invest in support and the Colores Collective because uh, we also utilize the funds and donations you make um, to continue doing our work and to hopefully build this platform into something greater every day so I don't know if you want to count Gloria's as my brown business of the week but I really do fuck with Gloria's I really do I love it you get delicious food you could eat some bean and, and cheese you can have some bean and taco tortilla chips I can't speak for free and really just snack with that and some salsa and a drink for like six bucks and you're good
2: half price bottles of wine
1: okay i didn't know where you were going with that but yes you you do like your wine um with that said that is our brown business of the week then finally to wrap
3: up the decade the episode woo who the fuck you got with the coco go pat is anybody shocked with what i'm gonna say no (laughs) bubba has been on repeat yeah, I've been listening to like as soon as I knew the album was dropping. I was like, well, well here you we go. I guess I got to change my top albums of 2019 because that's what's been on repeat. Um, but I also wanted to shout out. Um, I'd been listening to him and I missed him when he came because I was coming back from L.A. But Ed Maverick, he's only I think he's only 18 years old. He played a sold out tour throughout Texas and he's from Mexico City and a lot of people are hating on him. And he's like the sweet Why guy. Why are you hating on him? I think it's just um from what I gathered, it was just people like hating on like a young teen writing about his feelings and doing it in just like a nice acoustic sad boy way that's not like I don't know. But it's really good. I recommend Ed Maverick, y'all should check him out. I think he's gonna be playing some more shows in Texas
2: next year.
1: Rafi, what you got? I got a pee all so just,
3: wrap
1: <laughs> just it a in. couple
2: of songs here and there, I will say um I pl- I think I played this. I don't know if you were here when I played this, but um, Arceus and Rat Rios, good friends. They play. Uh, they released a song called "Let It Snow," which is like their take on a Christmas song. It's, it's not cute. It's yeah. It's not very Christmassy, so it's like oh. more kind of like creepy. Uh, nice. Not super creepy, but it, it's it's definitely a dope little song. Um, big shout out to them.
1: Ah, do you have anything else?
2: Uh, no. Okie
1: okay dokie, and I've been listening. I was listening to a lot of Erica last week because I saw her, and she got me all in my Erica-ass vibes. And then um, I was listening to, um, like, just old Texas shit, mm-hmm. southern shit. I don't know what vibe I was in last week, but I was just feeling all of those things. Yeah. And um, some 10K cash and some Kei because I'm a fuckboy, and... Um, I try to listen to um, Roddy Rich, yeah. who was getting a lot of love last week. Yeah. Have you listened? Yeah. What do you think? Eh. I wasn't that into him. Yeah. I was like, you, he just sounds like a young fuckboy. Like, yeah. at least with some of the fuckboys, I'm like, oh, it has really strong beats or really something. But with him, I was like, you just sound like you're going to like emotionally destroy me, bro. Like, <laughs> that's it. Um, I don't know. So... Lots of new music coming out. I'm sure there's more to come soon. And I think 2020 is going to be a good year, y'all. So that wraps it up for us here at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us
3: a darn review.
1: Like go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write a review for us. We'd love to keep growing so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. You can check us out at DeColoresRadio.com. We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events, support our businesses, uplift our guests, tell everyone you love to follow us at the Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arrigin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Earreguin. Our... Theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Rafael Tamayo himself. Our intern is Daisy Rincón. Congratulations, young queen. You graduated. Yay! We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and, more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at decolorescollective at gmail.com. We are going on a break after this, just like Rachel and Ross. We will not see you until the second week of January, folks. So have a great new year. Um, Take time for yourself. Love on yourself. And we will see you next year. Thank you so much for being with us. And join us again next time for De Colores Radio.
0: Bye-bye.
2: Yo. De 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 Colores Radio.
0: De 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 Colores Radio.